All right, welcome to another episode of Morelia Python Radio, number 466. And in this episode, we are talking to Carlos Oliveira from, I don't even know, he's from Spain, I think. Portugal. <laughs> Portugal. Portugal. Okay. Yeah, there thank we go. you, disembodied voice that we've not, we don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Portugal. No worries. Um, God. <laughs> so, yeah, if I could not butcher this anymore. So, anyway, as I was saying, um, uh, this is the best take so far. Keep rolling. Keep going. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I'm not stopping. It is what it is. Um, I've been editing the student of the serpent for eight hours today. Um, so <laughs> I'm a little fried as we do this, but, uh, but yeah, you know, for, the first thing I have to say is if you have not seen, uh, Carlos's picks, you need to go over to his oh, Facebook Thanks, man. and, uh, check it out. I mean, I mean, also you, you've not been getting the calendar for the past, like what, eight years. If you haven't seen any of Carlos's picks, no, he at least no, no. wins one category oh. a year. So, I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> this year he's slated to take three spots. God, he's going to have it all. He's like going to have a day. calendar in every bedroom in his house. Show you that's part of the rules. So let's see. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we may have to make a new rule, the Carlos rule, where you can't take more than yeah. like four months. Like, yeah, you can't mm-hmm. win more than four categories. Yeah, or be if it becomes <laughs> becomes the Carlos calendar. Is that well? I mean, like, yeah, like, like, what are we gonna do? Send four copies to Carlos? What's he gonna do with four calendars? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's more to help him than anything else. So. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we're going to get into that uh, reptile photography is sort of one of those things that uh, it sort of comes along with the hobby, right? When you sign up for the reptile hobby, you don't realize that you're going to become a photographer, <laughs> a part-time vet, a carpenter, exactly. an electrician. Yeah, these are um, all the things. Yeah. Every, you know, uh, yeah. Avid traveler of the world. <laughs> you yeah, know, I mean, <laughs> things are endless here. So uh, it's not just a, a one-stop uh, hobby for sure. Um uh, pseudoscientist, you know, all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> but, uh, but we'll get into that in a minute, but, uh, just wanted to, uh, to, uh, give an update on, um, you know, what's going on. Um, Owen came by yesterday and yes, he did. yesterday. Yeah. Uh, no, no, it was Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Right. When, um, Right when uh, you guys were short, like I, I, you told it's one of those times where you're like, "Hey, this person's available to do an interview. Are you?" And I'm like, "No, I'm like, I have a bunch of family stuff to do, so I couldn't do it." So Rob stepped in to uh, yeah. jump on the interview with uh, uh, Trumbauer, which is awesome. I haven't listened to the episode yet, but I've hear, heard great things. Man, I'll tell you what, man. Yeah, he's like. Uh... Think of him as like the Nick Mutton of Field Herpin. You know, he's like Eugene Bissett. He's on that level, man. Like, okay. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth the. Uh, the I mean, that, that's awesome. And again, I haven't listened to it yet because uh, I get immensely jealous when you start doing shows without me. So I have to get <laughs> I have to get over it, and then I'll listen to it. So yeah, man. but the you know the thing was, it's like you know we've been trying to get him for I know, which is why I'm not really months. I'm not really that upset when you're like. <laughs> When you're like, we need to do this, we need to do this today. I'm like, you're damn right we do. I can't make it. Do whatever. <laughs> like, you just yeah. get it done. So. <clears throat> but I'm sure um, he's he has another book coming out um, sometime soon. So it's, uh, I guess it's even, even, even more than snake hunting. Um, you know, um, this would be the third volume, I guess, of that series. Jesus. Um, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> excellent books. I can't recommend them enough. Um, the stories and the, and the, and, and, you know, and, and, and it was cool, Owen, because we were talking about 
and this is why you'll probably enjoy it and should probably listen before we head out to, uh, to Texas. Texas. Yeah. But, um, he's from that area that we're going and, um, yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. No, <laughs> I think I'm already excited. Like I'm like sitting here slowly starting to get stuff together and stuff yeah. like that. And then I'm like, I should probably list some more animals for sale because I've been like hyper focused on herping and not like selling snakes, which is apparently a mistake. So depends on who you're talking to. That, I mean, good point. <laughs> yeah. Excellent point. Yeah. So. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, if, if you haven't heard that, uh, you know, check it out. We sort of, I want to make sure that everybody knows because when we did the, the, that interview, <clears throat> we just went right into, we didn't do any introductions or anything like that. We just started talking and, um, you know, we did an episode with Casey and Billy and yes. it was supposed to come out the week before. Mm-hmm. And the Man, audio just was not was working. Yeah. It was reminiscent of season one NPR. <laughs> and we we yeah. didn't want to do that to you guys again yeah. since we've come so far. So yeah. unfortunately, we kind of had to scrap that show, which it unfortunate because it was a good show. It was a it was a look through Daytona. I mean, both Billy and Casey um, yeah. vended Daytona and they had some stuff. And we kind of talked about our projects, their projects, as well as you know, what they had going on, bounce some ideas off each other. It was a good, it was a good, uh, good episode. And I'm uh, you know, a little disappointed that it didn't work out to where we could send right. it out there to you guys. So we kind of had a gap right. and everybody's like, where's NPR? So I started the rumor that you and I were fighting. Um, <laughs> nice. So it didn't really go too far, um, but I was they're like, never. Exactly. They're like, I'm like, we're fighting and he knows why. And they're like, no, 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 no. You'd be the one in trouble. And it's like, okay, I, I can't get, I mean, the logic there is sound. So, uh, but yeah, it was, and it was good because then we got something out there. Um, and obviously we tried having this show with Carlos. Um, yeah, man. But then you lost the all kinds of power because of the hurricane. Yeah, man. <laughs> It's been crazy. So now we finally we finally have them, and uh, you know now we're back on track, and we have to quickly record as many episodes as possible because we're going to be in Texas in a few weeks. Yes, yes. This Damn it! Um, Damn it! <laughs> but uh, you know it's weird. And before we before we get in with Carlos, is um, I've just thought about it today. We're recording this as of September first. Yes, which means that twelve days. Twelve days. Well, yeah, we have twelve days until we leave, which is yeah. great, yeah. but. Which means that we're a month away from like starting to stop feeding, going into stop. The no. Why, why don't you do this to me? Don't talk to me <laughs> so, about this. Don't talk to me about this. I just finished hatching my last clutch of eggs. I know. I, that's why I'm saying well, it. Well, that's the problem. Is like I have 18 corn snake eggs, and I'm counting the babies, and I'm like, there are more of you than there were eggs. What oh. the hell? I, I got like two sets of twins. Mixed in with all these corn snakes. There are so many corn snakes. Oh, I don't wow. know what to do. It's just. Do you, are they at the, the. Are you working with ones you know what it is? Or are it's, they, I, like, yeah, I just bred, I bred snow to snow because I'm tired of dealing with the. What the hell is this? And then selling it and then having Joe come around the corner and be like, you could have sold that for like $54. I'm like, I didn't even know what it was. It's like, yeah, so. What's with the round, the weird numbers? and I don't know. It's corn snakes. I don't know. It's corn snakes. 50 or 60 or 55. Dude, it's, I'm waiting for them to be like, you could sell that for 
$50.72. What? Wait. <laughs> so, yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I breed, uh, I have a pair of snows, and those are what I breed because all the babies are snows. Oh, see? It's done. Yeah. Done deal. So, okay. Um, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know if you got anything else to. Uh... Uh, no, nah, nothing else really going on. I'm sitting here in my office, which has now become quarantine at Shell because, oh my God, I had to bring <laughs> up a. I had to unplug a rack and bring it upstairs to accommodate everything that's in here. So I couldn't convince Owen to take, I, you know, I, I was talking to Rob and I was yeah. like, you know, I should have took that caramel jag hat granite out of the, out of the cage. Um, so you could have seen it. Cause then you probably <laughs> what, would, what, what I would have done with that thing. What but would I have done with it? As we all know, it's got IJ in it. So exactly. Oh, so then okay. I wouldn't have been able to breed it. It may be <laughs> halfway. And then what the hell does that do? So yeah, no. Yeah, no, no, so it's, it's probably better off. So now I have I have three jags. That's it. Only you're, three. You have your two gammas and the caramel jag and the caramel, uh, caramel jag, jag, jag granite because I didn't want it. <laughs> so it's like yeah, yeah. Riley will want that one. He might. He might. He might. He might. Again, I have to. I have to outsource my IJs. You guys, the two of you on this call, yes. can I guess breed IJs with your eyes closed? Some of us are not that lucky. Yeah. Well, you know, it takes a certain talent, you know. What I mean? <laughs> you either got it or you don't, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. After finishing with these uh, IJs, I think I might take a shot of Bones next year. You know, you never know. Exactly. I mean, whoa. I'm thinking whoa. the same. Yeah. You, you have the same thing, right, Carlos? Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, Why not? Whoa. I mean, yeah. you guys are shooting for some sort of stratosphere here with There's that. Statement. Huh? <laughs> Gee, well, I, but. No, no, we're not doing this. Not getting into this. <laughs> I mean, you know, and they're almost the same genus they used to be at one point. Uh, you know, you know, yeah. I'll believe I'll believe it when you buy the bowling eye. Until then, you're full That's of sort of the hurdle that I don't want to cross. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe selling my jags would get me there, but not really. No, no, no. Of course not. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, all right, enough of us rambling. Let's get Carlos here and let's get going. Welcome to the show, Carlos. How you been? Hey, hey there. So, uh, Carlos, normally we ask people when they're kind of first on here, um, how'd you get your start into reptiles? Well, that's not a lot, uh, an interesting story since I started with a California king, king snake about nice. 10 years ago. And I've always been kind of afraid of snakes because since I'm from Portugal, the reptile community is not that, that popular, even in mm -hmm. zoos. So I, I never had the chance to, to interact with snakes or reptiles in general, at least on a private collection. You know, the, the, the big uh, snakes on the zoos, etc. Does, that doesn't that, uh, count for me. Okay. Um, but at some point, I, I fell in love with colorbirds in general, and I, I got myself uh, like eight or ten uh, king snakes and milk snakes. <laughs> yeah, the, the, only in about a few months after I got my first uh, king snake, because it's we all know it's quite addicting. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I, I mean, that's. I mean, yeah. you're talking to the guy who started with Kelly Kings too. So you're right. I, I know yeah. exactly what you did. You're like, oh. But they come in different colors, and exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I I always prefer the wild type snakes. The morphs mm -hmm. are cool, uh, of course. You know, it's uh, always a good eye candy, eye candy to to look at the snake with different colors or patterns. 
But for me, the, the wild type snakes, the, the classic ones, were always the, the better looking, which, which was also something that got me into selective breeding IJs, you know, because they are wild type or, or classic, some people like to call it that. Uh, but yeah, to, to work something, some colors, some patterns, some contrasts was, was something that really got me into keeping and breeding snakes because it was what you said, they, call, they come in all kinds of colors and varieties. So it's impossible just to keep one, at least for me and most people I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean it's uh, yeah, 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 pretty much. Um, so, what kind of drew you to Morelia aside from like just the breeding of the wild type thing? Was there any other specific thing? Uh, yeah, uh, at, at that time when I was only co let's just say collecting species, mm -hmm. uh, I know uh, two guys in Portugal with which I am uh, still friends with them, very good friends with them, Paulo and Jomi from Morelia.pt. They are also breeding very nice IJs and other nice. stuff. Uh, and that time, Paulo was breeding some jaguars, uh, and I, of course, and I, I had to get some some of them. I also got some jungles. Oh, and I'm forgetting. Uh, before that, I also had a, a centralium, a Bradley. Oh, nice. Yeah, and, yeah. and that was what got me really, really interested in carpet pythons once again because the complex is so huge. You can get one of each and have a wonderful collection. So <laughs> I wanted to have more. That's the conclusion, <laughs> yeah. So Paulo got me some nice snakes and it all, all went from there, you know. I met Jami at some point at his house. He had a very nice collection also. And I fell in love with the, the first IJ I saw in person, you know, because seeing them in books, in photos, it's not always the same and, as watching them in, in person, you know. So I fell in love with um, with a very nice IJ. And, yeah, it was, it, that that was the moment I fell in love with, with this species. And it has been like, I don't know, maybe seven years, eight years now. And I still see them as my favorites at least python let's just say the snake world is huge so i'm not going <clears> to <throat> say they are my favorite snake but <laughs> but yeah if someday i i quit everything the the reptile hobby uh, i always said this and maybe i'm only going to keep a ij and a chondro because for me they are the the top top three let's just okay. say <laughs> I, I got you so it that, that's that's cool that you kind of got dragged into uh, Morelia, kind of like the same way we all do, where it's like, I'm going to go, and then you start doing a snatch and grab of all the different Morelia species, and then you kind of zero in on exactly. your main one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. I've so, never been a, uh, sorry, a big fan of yellow, so for me, that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but I had to give it a shot, you know, the, the gamma jags and uh, most of the jags stay pretty nice during right. their, their growth. So I had to give it a try. Even the jungles, you know, they, they are mainly black and yellow. So uh, it was not what I enjoyed most. I, I like the animals, I'm not going to lie. They are very, very nice um, jungles here in, in Europe and also in America, of course. Mm -hmm. But it was not that... that uh, I don't know how to say this, but it was not what it made me happy at the end of the, the day. You know, I was keeping them, but it was not what I really, really liked. So I knew that was something missing. And after I got my first IJ, that feeling disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> so is it just like, I, I know, and I, and I, and I, I like to kind of give 
crap with Eric about this all the time, as you probably know. Um, but like, is it just because IJs come in a variety of different colors and kind of lend themselves to having a mass amount of projects that you can do exactly. with almost each individual animal? I mean, is that what kind of drew you to them and what kind of keeps you with them? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, since I starting to see all the localities, the the line breeding some people were doing all over the, all over the world, I got hooked up. You know, it's like work working. Uh, sorry, working with morphs, but with uh, pure stuff, uh, animals that will always be. That's not not cross breeding. You know. Yeah, yeah, and it's not. Um, you don't have to worry about any of the the little genetic mutation this or this that yeah. and the other thing yeah. you know all that kind of stuff yeah i have, I have to confess that was yeah. one of the main points that got me to quit uh, having uh, jaguars and most morphs in my collection because i had one jag with and i know some people don't like to talk openly about this but i think it's one subject that most people should talk about it especially for for newcomers you know mm-hmm. because for let's just say my my example one of, my, one of my first jacks, yeah, had neurons, and I knew about it. You know, right. uh, they they told me about it, and I w- I knew what I I was going to get myself into, but uh, seeing that in person, being that a pet, you know, it was quite hard. You know, so that was something that made me uh, want to quit and work with the work work. Oops, sorry, <laughs> working with pure stuff. Yeah, I mean, you can get. That's why yeah, I kind of. Yeah, it can also happen. Yeah, it can also happen yeah. with uh, all kinds of breathings, you know. But the, yeah, the... I, I just that's why I kind of. I, I almost feel like if I have a jag that narrows really bad, I almost almost feel better giving it away than I would like selling it. So yeah. it's like yeah. it yeah. was the case. It was the case. Yeah. Yeah. So can you give us a brief overview of what your collection is right now? Because I know you mentioned a couple things in there from Colubrids to Chondros to IJs to Breadlies. So, I mean, where are you at right now? At the moment, uh, I don't have much stuff or at least interesting stuff, as you <laughs> let's just say that. Um, I keep some it depends co- on who you're talking to. That exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but for most people, I think this is this yes. was going to be quite boring, especially mm-hmm. for for Americans, since I keep mainly American species. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I, yeah, I keep some Mexican Black Kings. They always have been my top favorites. I, I can't remember uh, at the time of my, my career, let's just say, uh, that I didn't have uh, Negrita in my collection. <laughs> um, some Black Kings, yeah. And a uh, Cribo, yeah. I've been loving this species. I really, nice. really envy you for, for having the, the dry marcorns there. They are really, really interesting species. I would love to, to get into more of them, uh, especially the, the Cooperi, but they are quite pricey. I, I don't know about the, the market there, but it's quite hard to, to find them here in Europe. And yeah, besides that, I, I keep only Morelia. I have one 10-year-old Chondro, which is my only pet snake. <laughs> and, <laughs> and all of the rest is only IJ. <laughs> only. <laughs> Nice. I have I have some some uh, IJs from Markman's line breeding. Um, okay. Some head grenades from from Paolo and Jamia once again from Morelia.pt. They are real, breathing really nice stuff. 
Yep. I have uh, the mother of these, the, the second clutch of this year, which is a wild caught uh, female from Morocco, uh, which I got from my good friend Rafael Dahl from Striking Pythons. He has been giving me some really good advices when it comes to, to breeding and keeping in, in general, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he, besides my hatchlings, which I keep. Lots of them, as you can imagine. <laughs> uh, I, I keep mo- uh, my ratio, my sex ratio is more males than females, but I don't really care about it because I don't know if it's just, just with me, but most of the time the males are always the coolest. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's impossible. Yeah. It's, it's, it's impossible <laughs> just to keep one male or two, you know. Uh, this year I end up with like, 16 or 17 holdbacks and most of them are males you know (laughs) just because they are awesome (laughs) right well that's cool so what is it is it hard to find ijs over in europe now they are uh, they are being quite easy uh, thankfully they are being quite easy to find Uh, in a few years ago uh, they were Easy, but at the same time, they weren't. You, you really need to be looking for that, and you really need to, to attend shows or really get to know some breeders to, to get at least very good quality IJs. I know gotcha. Rafael has been breeding them for many, many years now. And I remember like five or six years ago, uh, IJs were, were like, and in my opinion, they are still are, underrated you know most people yeah. will, will would look uh, to them like a, a low-grade Morelia but uh, opinions and mentalities are starting to change now and people finally are starting to not finally the selective breeding I think always has has been one of focus for, for many people but I think especially in Europe now you are seeing uh, Many people, private collectors, who are uh, focusing on the selective breeding certain species, which I, I think is also good, you know, because it's better to, let's just say, uh, speaking photography, it's better to take a, a picture and not having to use Photoshop than, <laughs> than taking yeah. a picture and it's this, the animal, it's accurate, the colors and everything is accurate, you know. Right. So what you're saying is, is that people are starting to listen to me and stop listening to Owen? <laughs> no, I don't want to start a war, you know. I mean, <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's, let's, let's throw the gold well, down now. Don't get me wrong. The world is, is big enough for, for all kinds of passions, you know. <laughs> I, 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 I say this a lot of times. People usually say the, the ball python world is saturated. I have to applaud the the people who, who still work with with ball pythons because you know the the work that they do with them it's it's amazing. I I don't keep them. I it was it was never one of my fave species. But mm-hmm. but I, I don't know the the work that I, I I wish some people from the Morelia world and some other species would would focus the same as some people. I, I don't ha- I I can say names because I'm not really into that that kind of uh, hobby or community. But sure. I, I think if some people would focus in let's just say I chase like some people focused some years ago in ball pythons, I think the the results would be outrageous. You know. Yeah. yeah, it seems like we're in this weird, uh, <clears throat> I guess this weird, like, 
I, I don't know. I kind of see it like happening and it seems to be happening slow, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's months slow. go by, it sort of yeah. like changes and like, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it seems like people are more and more are, are keeping less amount of snakes and, and, and more and, quality. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, yeah. I Which think is also good. Is yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It once again comes to that feeling you have at the end of the day, you know, having a, a very good collection to you, not to, to others, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's sort of always been, I don't know about you, but yeah, yeah, with yeah, me, yeah. it was sort of like, Definitely. you know, when, when carpets were, when I was just getting into carpets, it was like, okay, jungles were it, you know? And it was like, mm, everybody wants different, jung- you know? Well, the thing is that everybody wants jungles because they're at that black and yellow thing. But, you know, when I started, there was at least three or four different camps of jungle with, was it 50 50? There's the tipped ones, there's the non tipped ones, right. and then there was the white ones. And it's like now we're kind of just all down to one jumbled mess of it's black and yellow. <laughs> yeah. and it's just like, yeah. okay. And there's barely any like uh, hardcore stripe projects going on and things like that. Even the I ivories have uh, fallen. Yeah, ivories or something. I think Nick's like the only guy that really stuck out ivory to the point where it's like. Uh, but he, ivory but even with jungle. Yeah, but know? even with that project, like. Where what do you do? Going? Nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> nothing. You just make more ivories. Like yeah. you, you yeah. finally put them snakes. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it. they're amazing. Yeah. Yes. But, Beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying, like, when you get to that point, like, there's no, there's no point further. And that's the yeah. thing where it's like jungles were popular at the time because now that at that time people were starting to see the fruits of their labor of really, really good looking animals and really, yeah. really crisp yellows and dark blacks and things like that. But then zebra came and everybody kind of just <laughs> abandoned yeah. everything. And just you got zebras, jags, and all that stuff. But it's almost like with IJ and Coastal, nobody has ever really put in the legwork to. And expand. I don't really know why. <laughs> uh, exactly. And that's yeah. what I don't get. Like, I'll go over to Eric's and, you know, I am not an IJ guy. I'm not. But he'll show me it's animals. Shame on you. Like, well, I mean, we can't all fit into the IJ group. We some of yeah. us have to love coastals. Yeah. So right. it's exactly. Yeah. You know, at least I'm not a jungle guy. But no, it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna turn on ourselves now. But yeah. uh, we haven't had no fight yet. Um, but it's like I, I'm not into the IJs a lot. It, it, I but I can appreciate a really really good looking animal when I see it, exactly. and to see. Yeah his pictures and or see his animals and your pictures. And um, I think somebody posted up an IJ today that um, JBL um, produced and mm-hmm. to see that animal with that contrast. And I'll admit it that IJ exanics look better looking than ghostly exanics. It's just yes. like to see that stuff. It's just like, I, I still don't understand why there aren't more projects to align to, to breed a line of like for orange or for exactly. really dark blacks and this, that like yeah. you could literally yeah. take a yeah. clutch and build 18 projects out of one clutch. It's insane. That's, yeah, that's so. what's so difficult about IJs and every series. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't keep only <laughs> a pair of two, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You become a hoarder. Yeah, well, I mean, there's, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's it's almost like if you want an IJ from Eric, you have a better chance of seeing Jesus. I mean, it's just like <laughs> if you get an happen. IJ from me, I really like you. Yeah, see, <laughs> that's that's when you know you've made it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, um, so do you, let, let's ask this, Carlos, do you have a specific, like, uh, like as far as your projects go, or, or do you have a specific phenotype that you're, that you're looking at? Or, I mean, yeah, are you just like, sort of putting things yeah, together yeah. to see what happens or what, what's your approach? If to be honest, uh, if I had the space, I would <laughs> uh, have way more projects than I have now. <laughs> All of them. It's like, all right. Say this because I will really, 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 really would love to embrace the Melanistic Papuan project. And if someone is listening, please, please start working on that because we also have seen some pretty nice dark IJs. And I think that's one of the, the coolest projects to, to work around, you know. But I got in IJs because. Uh, the first ones I've seen were super bright, almost orange, like the, the Darwins. So that was one of my, my goals. So from there, I wanted to, to build my, my pairings. And I got um, the Mark Mans line uh, pairing. I had four of them from a very good friend of mine in Milan, Carlo Comazzi. And from there, I, I've, I've seen that the animals had a very good potential, especially the, the adult pair, because they were super bright. The, the black uh, scales weren't there at all. Uh, I mean, there are some times of the year, uh, depending on season, where they, they become more darker or more brighter. Uh, right. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, during fall, it's when, for me, at least here in Portugal, it's for me, it's when they look best, you know. Uh, I, I don't know what has to do about it. I've been keeping them for quite a few years now, and I, I still haven't figured it. Maybe it has to do with the, the vegetation in, in those sorts of areas in this time of the year. I really don't know, but, but yeah, the animals were pretty, pretty nice. And from there, I, I wanted to... I don't know if the, it's correct to say this. I don't. I don't like to, to label animals like this, but I would like to to create some kind of ipoish uh, looking type of IJ. Mm -hmm. So the less black, the better. And mm -hmm. I, I shouldn't be saying this because I'm a lover of all kinds of black snakes. That's why I said that the the Melanistic project. I would love to to embrace that project, but I really don't have the space because I I have to keep as much as bright IJs I can can get. So. I can breed them, <laughs> <laughs> which is also a, a difficult thing because since it's a, a growing uh, passion here in Europe, people are really, really stick to the, the morph world still. Uh, so mm -hmm. it's been quite difficult to, um, to sell most of, most of the snakes, at least to, to people who would really take good care of them, you know, because in two years ago, with one of my clutches, I had to refuse a few a few sales, you know, because I knew people were was going to, to use the, those animals to not not the the, the perfect the perfect pairings, you know. Uh, most of them were, were like asking me if they could uh, pair it with his male Bradley he got three years ago. And I was like, yeah, I don't have nothing against that, but the animals are good, the genetics are there, so it should be doing something at least uh, valuable for the, the community, you know, not creating some, some more snakes just because you have a male and a female, you know. Right. I just um, I just sent you uh, a picture of uh, the male that I'm going to be breeding this season. When you're uh, the, about the 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 you, he, you said melanistic, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. I remember seeing. I think it was this animal. Yeah, I've seen some really dark, cool IJs from you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This is an awesome. <laughs> animal. This is an awesome animal, and this is what I'm talking about. You know, uh, I right. think the, the IJs have the great potential to, if worked properly, you know, to achieve that kind of blackness, and I think that would be awesome. I remember there was um, a. I don't know if it was a pure IJ or not. But it was called Sabbath. I don't know who was the. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you know what I'm talking about. That was mm-hmm. the perfect, for me, the perfect dark IJ. I don't know. Once again, I know I don't know if it was really Arisoni, but damn, that animal was incredible. I really wish I could have something like that in my place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, so I believe, and this is just a theory. There is, there's, I know, I know of three people that have animals that look like that, right? So there was me that had poison ivy. There was three other people, one of those being Sabbath. Terrell had one, um, and there was another person that had one as well. And um, the thing was, is that, you know, those, those animals popped up, but when, when, when they hatched out, they looked normal. Like that one I just sent you, when that hatched out, it looked normal. It was red, just like anything else. You, yeah. you just look like a normal IJ. <laughs> and as they aged, they just in, increased the melanin. And that's in that's the magic of IJs, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so true, right? It's um, just to guess what they will look like in a few months. Just like yeah, that. yeah. And um, I think the thing is, is I, I, I really believe that they're all from the same clutch, but you can't, and especially with that animal Sabbath, you can't, I guess you can't prove it. Um, there's no way I to prove it. I think it was it, but... male. I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. that's why I said if I, I didn't know if it was a pure uh, snake or not. But yeah, yeah it was amazing. <laughs> and, and, I, and I think that, um, you know, that the, the guy that actually bred those, um, when, when he bred them, he just, okay. he sort of like, they hatched out normal and he was like, oh, well, this is a shit project. And he sold them all. <laughs> and he doesn't know where they went. You know what exactly. I mean? They all scattered to the winds. Yeah, yeah. That's why I think then all of a sudden you see these, these, okay. these IJs that all have the same look and yeah. it's like, okay, there's yeah. gotta be something going on here. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And but. it's always quite easy to to track most of the the times the which was the breeder, especially yep. when uh, the community is so big and small at the same time. If you know what right. I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's um, it, it it's you know another another good aspect, and I don't know how you feel about this, but the fact that you can still import, you know, wild caught or captive yeah. hatched yeah. into the you know legally. Um, to me, is is a huge, huge bonus for them. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it really helps with projects. Yeah. yeah, bloodlines and you yeah. know, outcrossing and all that stuff. You know, who knows what'll pop up? You know, <laughs> you know, yeah, hypo has popped up before. You know, um, yeah, exactly. yeah. So, who knows? Okay, that's why so, I, I wanted to join the the wilds uh, bloods so I could start over and see where things would take me from there. Actually, right. I, I paired with a, a pure eccentric, also from, from Raphael, and the results were pretty, pretty 
odd and amazing at the same time. I really don't know how to describe it. I think Eric has saw them already. Quite of them almost look like jacks, but I, I think they are just reduced patterned IJs. Maybe right. the the New Guinea influ influence. Uh, I think most of the the eccentrics will will hold that. Uh, so the, the pattern is really, really reduced. It's, most of them are really, really odd. I'm trying to um, to upload some of the picture I, the pictures I I took today, but my computer is kind of crashing. I don't know what's going on. Maybe oh. it's just too many pictures at the same time. <laughs> Owen was having that same problem earlier with the okay. you know, calendar. <laughs> yes, yes, it seems to keep it goes around apparently. So yeah, it's uploading cool. now. So I'm sending some to the conversation as well, so you can see what I'm talking about. Oh, okay, cool. Um, let's see. Uh, and yeah, and I also had the um, the men's female that I paired with the the same eccentric, which I, which gave me some really nice animals. I I really can't believe that once again the eccentric had the, the influence, because I, I think I already posted one of the the snakes on the group. Um, they are looking more silverish and not so uh, orangey or brownish light, but which I noticed is most most of them are not having the the dark head, you know, the the right. dark the dark scales most of them would have. So I think I will hold on to to some of those and see where things go from there. It's like Eric said, uh, they can turn blackish over time as they can get brighter. I really don't know. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> yeah, know. yeah. You hold them back and then you sort of take notes on what happens and you know, exactly. so they gain yellow or you know. See, it's a good thing to take several pictures uh, at least monthly, you know, because you can have a record what the the animal is is how the animal is progressing amongst the the sheds. Which is yeah. crazy, which is crazy. I photographed all the 34. Yeah, I had 35, but one unfortunately uh, became food. <laughs> it was, it was yeah. bought with several kinks, and I knew it wouldn't was going to make it. So uh, I had to use the, the nature process, let's just say. Yeah, and, right. Yeah, so the, the, the 34, uh, since they hatched, they, they changed quite quite a lot which is also another thing which i i love breeding these snakes it's the once they shed the first uh, shed uh, they will start changing and changing over and over again it's like having a new snake every two sheds or so so <laughs> uh -huh. it's incredible you know yeah. yeah and then the other thing you know i don't know if people know this but um you know as opposed to all other carpets that i keep ij's fire up so yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can yeah. you can have a snake that looks one way during the day, yeah, and completely different at night, and it's yeah. it's crazy how different I, they look. I think the the temperatures uh, some of the times will also have some influence, and in this maybe it's because of my crappy uh, lights in my reptile room. I I really have I'm not sure, but yeah, it's like you are saying uh, there are some times of the day where they are uh, more fired up. Yeah, yeah. Which I yeah, really I think of, uh, uh, you know, the one that really kind of took me back was, um, you know, the one, I don't, I don't know if you've seen it, but that one that Craig Woods always posts up and like the change yeah. that that's undergoing yeah, yeah, yeah. for the Craig past couple of months. some really nice stuff going on. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely. Very, very cool. Okay. Um, 
All right. So let, let's maybe talk about uh, how do you keep these guys? Like, so what's your approach to uh, to keep? Yeah. Them? Uh, uh, earlier, before we were talking about the the magic recital to breeding these snakes, and to be honest, I think IJs and most carpets in general are mm -hmm. not the, the hardest species once you know what you're doing. Because right. what I think the, the most common mistakes, especially uh, for new comments, newcomers, is to, um, to keep these snakes the, the wrong way. Uh, we all know there are several ways to, to do things the, the proper way. It's not mm -hmm. only one way, but there are way more ways to, to ruin things up. So I, I, I don't know. I think it's quite basic. I keep mine in... Uh, terrariums with one meter for 60 meters tall and 60 meters uh, deep. Uh, sorry, but I don't know how to make the conversion in feet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's quite difficult for me. Uh, we are used to, to use the meters. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's not the biggest cages, but I, I think it's more than good enough for them. Uh, they use all the space you give them. Of course, I, I had them in bigger cages of, uh, before, but I needed the space for, for more racks for the babies. So I downgraded the, um, the size of the cages, but they have been doing great so far. Uh, just fresh water once to two to three days, and I feed my adults like once a month or so. Sometimes I forget, I'm not going to lie, but I like to give my, my animals a slow-growing diet because it's cold-blooded animals. So, And IJs are not the biggest, so I try to give them, give them not much food as I would give to a centralian or something. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, do you do, um, do I, you do, I, go ahead. I rarely, I rarely miss them. Uh, I, I think, okay. I, I don't know if it's the same with you guys, but having a water bowl, it's more than enough for these snakes having always a, a perfect shed. I never had issues with stuck sheds or nah. anything like that. Not with carpets. I mean, if they yeah, have yeah, a big yeah, enough yeah. water bowl, yeah. they're fine. It's other exactly. stuff you got to watch. Yeah, I you see know? many people missing their cages or their racks and etc. And uh, I, I'm like, there's something going on here because if you're having troubles with uh, stuck sheds or your snake not eating, we all know that carpets love to to eat. So yeah. once again, it's because something is wrong, or at least they're the not animal. hydrated enough. Exactly. Which yeah. you know, it, there's it, and the the problem with that is that you're going against. You know, I've had veterinarians recommend that I need to be misting my carpet pythons daily. And it's like, that's not true. <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> you know. Problems over the time, even with chondros, yeah. you know. The people, contrary to what most people think, chondros don't like being misted that a lot. <laughs> even they know? don't like getting sprayed in the face when they're sleeping exactly. on their perch? Exactly. I can't imagine why, exactly. you know. <laughs> yeah. And most of the times I, I usually come uh, speak with a lot of, of people. And one of the most common mistakes I've seen there, it's not only with chondros, but with animals who require misting. Most of the people will only will use tap, uh, tap water, cold water, you know. And right. 
And it was like what you're saying. You are sleeping and you are getting a bucket of cold water in your face. <laughs> you know? It's like the ice bucket challenge. Who wouldn't like that? I mean, you're sleeping, you're cozy in your bed, and someone comes in with a hose. I don't yeah. understand. At least, at least have a bit of common sense, you know. You're going to wake your pers- wake up your snake with a bucket of water, at least warm water, you know. Not- <laughs> at least be courteous. Yeah. At least have it warm water. God. I'm just kidding. Don't don't over missed your snakes because at least those snakes, the, the Morelius, the, the chondral pythons, they don't like it that much sweat. It, it, it yeah. Of course, they, are, they, they don't like it. Do you find that your IJs like to stay in the water bowl, um, especially when they're younger? Yeah, especially when they yeah. are younger. If I'm going to check my hatchlings right now, I bet most of them will be taking a soak. It's not yeah. because of the they are dehydrated or so because once again mm-hmm. they eat and they shed perfectly. But I think it has to do something with them being babies and the, the needing of being hydrated more often. You know, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I rarely see my adults near the the water bowl. To be honest, my adults always chill out at the. Um, the perches, the the shelves. Yeah. I I don't use perches. I I made a shelf on the middle of the, the terrarium so they can hang out and go into the odd spot. But yeah, they are or they are hidden, waiting for food, or they are waiting for food, hanged up, coils. So, right. Yeah, I, I don't know what I, that's. I, I talked to everybody I talk to about that. They all say the same thing. Like for whatever reason, their IJs like to hide in the when they're I mean, little. In their my coastals, I, my coastals like, are the same way. I mean, I, I think it just. I think it, they like it because I mean, probably they, they just came maybe? out of the egg and it was a big fluid thing there. So I don't know if they feel more comfortable or yeah. happier crammed yeah. into a water bowl. So I really but don't. Yeah, it's a it's a terrifying feeling when you look at it and you're like, no, it's drowned in the <laughs> bowl. And, you know, in the water bowl. Yeah, you know, yeah, that it can only nights. be bad things. <laughs> right? Yeah. They, oh God, no! Yeah, I mm, <laughs> throw myself off the bridge. Yeah. Most of the times, I think the the rack is overheating because they are seeking for cold uh, temperatures. But then I'm going to check the the hot spot and everything is perfect. So mm-hmm. they really like it humid. Yeah, I think I think you're right. What do what do you think as far as um what do you do as far as temperature wise? Do you uh, obviously you have a hot spot? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I try to give him at least two two cycles during the okay. day, the, the night cycle and the the day cycle. Okay. I have a hot spot during the day, which goes about uh, once again. I'm, t- I'm going to about uh, to talk about uh, in. Celsius. Celsius? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so most of the times I keep mine between the 31 and a half, 32 and a half, 33 sometimes, depending on room temperature. And at night I try to, to drop them to 828, something like that. Unless I'm trying to breathe them, you know, unless I'm cycling them to, to breathe, I will do things differently. But the, at least for for my point of view, they don't require as much uh, as long as you have a good thermostat, which can you set things up and not having to deal that, with that at least uh, many times. Right. 
So I'm going to, uh, so you said 31 Celsius, which is uh, about 88 degrees Fahrenheit. And then you said, what was the other temp? You said 28? 28, yeah. During, during the, 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 unless I'm breathing them. Yeah. If I'm breathing them, I, I might cool them a, a bit more. Okay. So and at night, you're looking at temperature. Yeah. Okay. Of uh, 28 Celsius is about 83 degrees Fahrenheit. So, okay. Very cool. All right. And I, I, I noticed that if I, I give them more heat, let's just say 34 to 35, because I've tried that, uh, they will use it, but not for so much time, you know. And uh, I've always, I already tried uh, to cool them down to see if they would do good. And mm -hmm. yes, but w what I noticed, and I think it's logical, the... Um, their digest digestion was slower, so they took more days to to give me a present. Okay, <laughs> okay. But yeah, but I um, think IJs are quite hardy. If you keep them properly, they are not. Mm -hmm. uh, let's just say the, the spilota spilota, you know, which yes, quite, yeah, definitely not. More challenging, <laughs> you know. So I think most people, once again, especially the the newcomers, will think as carpets as a advanced uh, snake. If you have at least the the proper uh, know how how to care for a snake, I think IJs and some other carpets are quite easy to take care for. Especially the the centralians, those are hardy as. <laughs> they are yeah. yeah, yeah. You got to drop a rock on a bread lie to kill it. I mean, yeah, those are quite hardy. The 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 first one I got, as I said before, it came for a a guy who was kind of neglecting it, neglecting it. Mm -hmm. uh, it was quitting the hobby, so I went to pick it up. And the cynic at the first was in really, really bad shape. And once again, I was just starting the, the carpet game. So I really didn't knew what I was doing. Mm -hmm. I was giving the, the snake um, weekly baths because I was afraid the, the snake would had a bad shed. And I didn't know how to take uh, an eye cap. <laughs> right. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> so I was doing all the... The rookie mistakes uh, everybody does at some points, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, and the, the snake is still alive today. Uh, yeah, I think almost 10 years have passed, at least eight years have passed, and the snake is still alive. It's the beast now. It's a male. It's quite <laughs> the big. Beast. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, yeah, Centralians are super, super, uh, and the carpets in general. I'm not going to, to advertise the, the, the Centralians because I think carpets in general are quite hardy snakes, if kept properly, of course. Yes, yeah. I mean, whenever you find them in the wild, you know, yeah. they're pretty adaptable to exactly <laughs> every situation, you know. They, they can live in the top of your house, in a shed, yeah, in well, the jungle. <laughs> In the uh, desert, <laughs> wild yeah. pictures from car carpets in uh, urban areas. So, yeah, that sums up a lot about the, these species. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about your centralians real quick. Like, what kind of group do you have there? Oh, I don't keep centralians. I had, I had centralian one. Uh, I didn't know the the background of the the snake because once again it was a a rescue. But mm -hmm. yeah, in Europe, I think there are quite a few people working with them. At least I've seen some really nice clutches. Uh, 
the the Afors line and the the Ipos. I oh, think yeah. once again, those, <laughs> yeah. those, those, those are, nice. are the fruits. Those are the fruits from a nice mm -hmm. selective breeding uh, project, which once again I would love to see that in IJs in general. Yeah, yeah. There, are, and, you know, even with them, you know, I don't know what you guys think, but like, you know, there's there's a lot of potential with them as well. You know, I mean, the the lines are there and they're being established. Like, and and it just took somebody doing it. I mean, you have lazy yeah befores, and I think just like IJ's bread lie will fire up. I mean, my guy, it's almost like the reverse. Like where IJ's look their best in fall. I think Brad Light looked their best in summer. <laughs> like it's like yeah, yeah, going into yeah. fall and winter, they're like dark, red, almost black in certain areas. And then come springtime, they shed and they're like bright orange or bright red. And you're like, holy crap. Like I think with the different lines that are mentioned where it almost looks hypo-ish without yeah. it being hypo. I mean, there's there's potential there for stuff. Um, I think though that you run into the brick wall the same way you do with um, you know, uh, jungles where it's like, well, we've gotten red. Now what? <laughs> it's like that's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you you only got one color to play with. Like with coastal and IJ, there's reds, there's silvers, there's blues, there's oranges. Like you you can go a lot more with this kind of stuff. And unfortunately, a lot of the different colors were lost in coastal because they were either thrown into tiger or to uh, Jag projects, but with IJ, they seem to have been spared. And I think that's because of all the still new wild blood that's been exported. So yeah, we might've lost all the orange ones, the granite projects or Jag projects, but Oh, Holy crap. Here's more. Like now we can rebuild. So that kind of stuff. It's almost like it was a good thing that if you bred an IJ to a Jag, that it wasn't as pretty as exactly. A jungle it wasn't as a nice jag. as a jungle Jag. Exactly. <laughs> like, okay. Exactly. Yeah. IJ's not being able to blend with other morphs saved them from being just <laughs> rolled into the other stuff. So it was it's that kind of stuff where um and I also think that you can do a lot of projects because I would love to see certain lines and certain lineages of IJ go through morphs eventually. Like I would love to see what one line of granites would look like compared to another line of granites. Like what would the yeah. colors look like? What would the differences be? And then there are striped IJ projects. So, you know, who say you can't get some sort of striped well, granite? Well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And you I probably could. Go ahead. Go ahead, Carlos. Uh, sorry. Uh, I know Raphael had bred some really, really nice uh, granites, and some yeah. of them are, are wicked. And the, I, I think I, I might be wrong. But sorry, Raphael, if this is wrong, but I think some of them, the heads, were also striped and really, really bold striped. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember if, seeing them, yeah. Okay, yeah. So if it's not the from the granite, it's from the Exantic, but mm. the, the stripe on those guys was just insane. It was really, really, really bold. I think, once again, that's something you can work it, you know? You can. I, I mean, and the funny thing is, is I don't think I've seen an ugly granite. Like, there, there are granites that have different color, the ones that are brighter than others. But, you know, no, I've seen, <laughs> yeah, I've seen ugly zebras. Like, I mean, I'll put that out there. I've seen ugly zebras compared to good looking zebras, like where the, 
there's no yellow. Because the first couple of rounds of zebra, there was no intense yellow. They had to be bred to other animals to kind of enhance that color. So, um, you know, and I would say that they're, they're, it's, I think it's easier to infuse color into a granite project than it is to, into a zebra project. So... I really don't know the the influence on the the granites on the the further hop springs, but mm -hmm. I, I might try that uh, in the future because For, I don't. I know, think I, you can I, get lucky. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm doing it was... breeding loan with once again <laughs> Raphael and okay. one of my best females. Uh, it's. I have some friends, Jami, uh, saying that it looks like a hypo IJ. For nice. me, it doesn't. It was like you said. It's uh, it's not a hypo that looks a hypo, you know. Uh, but for me, it's it still needs some selective work to, to really be called a a hypo. But I'm pairing that with a double granite eccentric. The I think they call it the marble, mm -hmm. and. I'm really, really, really curious to to see how the offspring will will look like because once again we are just experimenting. You know, you don't know what we are what you're going to achieve unless you you try to. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's really I, I I never kept the the granites because once again they they look really funky. I, I love them. Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong, they look really really funky, but I wanted to have a collection with classic looking snakes but uh, as the years pass by i think the the granites is also a very very good gene with lots of potential as we can see and the thing is it didn't used to be there used to be granites with neurological issues and there used to be granites with no eyeballs but through responsible breeding and outcrossing, we're now getting to the point where they're okay again. So it's like, <laughs> oh, all right. But um, I, I mean, I, I'll say that my het granite female is very dark. And Jason Balin has a granite male that is nothing to cheer about. Like he's, he's a granite, but, you know, he's a first-gen granite, so he's not that great. And they still produce stellar babies, the both of them. So... Like I said, I think it's easier to build a project off of an IJ than it would be for certain other things. Like where I would imagine you still have to take several more steps. Those baby IJs were cream, clean, crisp, and the granites were awesome looking. And that was like just one breeding. So, yeah. you know, your, your hypo thing, uh, don't be surprised if you're not going to be able to get rid of any of the babies because you're going to want to keep them all. Exactly. So, which yeah, is, <laughs> which is not a bad thing. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't see that as a bad thing, you know. I mean, it shouldn't. It's, listen, yeah. it, I had somebody over my house the other day, and I'm like, you can't have this one because I'm keeping it. You can't have this one because I'm keeping it. You can't have this one because I'm keeping it. Yeah. Yes, I'm breeding for myself, and you all get the stuff I don't want. Like, that's how this works. And so, like, all of this the, is mine. <laughs> the post remorse selling, you know? The, oh, no, 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 I hate that. Yeah. And, and what if the snake uh, sheds and it will be looking way better than my holdbacks? I will regret that. <laughs> <of my life. laughs> yeah. that's, that's the nightmare right there. Mm, okay. yeah. Yeah. I hate it when I send it to a friend of mine and he's like, dude, look at this thing. You're like, son of a bitch. <laughs> like, just yeah. give it back. Yeah. yeah. That happened with a mail I sold to a friend this year. And after yeah. he sheds, he sent me a picture and I was like, damn. 
I sent the wrong mail. <laughs> but yeah, well, Eric has Eric has a gra- a caramel I sent him, and of all the caramels I have, I want that one back. <laughs> like, just give me that one back. Yeah, yeah it's almost white. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's almost like the principle of the thing. Just give it back. <laughs> yeah, not that uh, I don't have enough mails holding, but that one is special. Yeah, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. Cool. All right. So, um, do you keep do you keep you, the uh, Centralians the same way as you keep the IJs? You just kind of the same approach? No, no. The uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe the, <laughs> kind of because because sort of. I kept the the Centralians long long time ago. So at that time, I wasn't as ex- experienced as I am now, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I did quite a few mistakes. Uh, at that time, which I am not uh, doing it anymore. Uh, one of them is being careful with cross-contamination, you know, mm. especially during feedings or during checkups on the babies. I always try to, uh, if I'm not wearing gloves, of course, I always try to, to wash and disinfect my hands when I'm uh, dealing with, with several babies because, you know, shit can happen and we don't want that. These animals right. can be really fragile with the, not the correct, I won't say the correct virus, but uh, if the, a certain virus uh, appears on a collection, it can be devastating. You know, I know some yeah. animals who lost really nice animals because of that. So I don't want to be one of those guys telling those stories. So I think that's one of the major factors I can see from my evolution as a keeper and a collector, it's being extra careful with new animals bringing to my place. And and yeah, being extra careful with all kinds of bacteria and keeping the things clean. I think think we all know it's almost impossible to have all the tubs and cages clean at the same time because when you finish cleaning, they will do it over again so (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah i always try to keep things as clean as possible and uh, yeah i always try to to avoid the cross-contamination because that can be quite hard to deal with especially for for people here in portugal i bet in the states the the vets are more way more qualified than the vets here in portugal as I remember at the time I had the I no not me the the chondro had stomatitis because it kept mm. once again I was keeping I was committing rookie mistakes, so he was keeping biting the tongues when I was trying to feed him, right? And he kind of broke to 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 tooth, and he, he got some infection and I had to, to deal with him. And I remember the, the first yeah. time when I got to exotic vets, uh, the guy uh, called the internees to, to watch the snake because for them is, it was like having a super rare s- species of animal at the, the vets. So he had to call all the internees, internees to see the snake and to finally watch him deal with the snake because uh, as he told me the snakes weren't very popular and they are still uh, not very popular here so mm. it's quite hard to 
let's just say you have an animal with a, a severe RE, a respiratory infection, it will be mm -hmm. quite hard to to get the the culture to the the, the saliva. I think I'm uh, saying the correct terms. So you can know the right the, the bacteria from the animal. Even that, it's quite difficult to to do that with precision here in Portugal because most of the the the, the medics, the vets are not uh, snake qualified, you know, they are qualified to deal with reptiles. So most of the times it's all new for, for the, the keeper and the, the vet, which is sad, you know. Right. It used to sort of be like that in the U.S., but, you know, I, I mean, over time, I think that sort of... At least know. in my city, I'm speaking from the point where I'm standing, you know, maybe right. I yeah. don't want to be talking rude about the, the vets in Portugal, <laughs> you know. Right, right, right. I, I, I must believe there are some vets who like snakes, you know, but at least the one who I was attempting, uh, the guy didn't know how to at least handle a snake, you know. If you go to a vet and Ooh. the vet asks you to open the snake's mouth to to take the saliva samples, you know the... the oh, guy God. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> the guy is not very comfortable with the... Oh, yeah, and I remember the <laughs> the guy before the, the snake, he was dealing with a... I think it was a rabbit or something. So the snake was, the snake was quite aggro towards him mm. because oh, he smelled God. like was, and after don't handle a prey species and then touch yeah, a snake i mean come on <laughs> and i mean, at least wash your hands like it and i mean i have the i i think the, the controls don't have that reputation anymore but a few years ago they had that reputation where they are the the mean snakes who they like and some of them are still like that way you know but some uh, some at least the, the controls I've seen are really really relaxed. Especially mine never tried to bite or struck at me at any time. So mm -hmm. I was thinking that was a strange behavior, you know. So I asked him, "Well, so w w what's going on? The the snake usually isn't like this." Yo, so uh, the the medic said, "Oh, I was treating um, a rabbit before him." Maybe it's like maybe it's this, and I was like, maybe you think you think yeah. maybe it is like it's just. Like, oh, God, please change the the lab coats so that we can work without any you not get bit. Yeah, exactly. I didn't want to get bit either because it was me who was pinning the snake, you know. So <laughs> it's not that it's a big deal, a chondro bite, but it's not something you want to do it on purpose, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, too, you could you could harm the, the snake. Could even get harmed during that. Exactly. You know, break Especially with the, like the what you're saying. Yeah. 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 So it's so. not something which inspires you confidence. You know, you go to a vet. You at least you expect the vet to to deal with the snake the same way you you do. You know, with confidence. Right. Well, that's uh, yeah. See, Owen, we take that for granted. You know, I mean, we have. Uh, Dr. D or you know, even there's other vets in the area, but you know, a lot of it's, it's become more mainstream more than ever. I think, uh, thankfully, you know, thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. Reptiles in general have just sort of have become like, uh, a I new generation of pet, if you will, you know, cause yeah, it, it doesn't require as much. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and it's, you know. it's odd. It's different. So many people like to have, different animals so i think reptiles in general are a great choice because they are yeah. different 
Plus, they're so fascinating to watch, you know? I mean, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah, I, yeah and you can, we'll, and you we'll can do it. it. You can keep them all different ways. You can do the full tank naturalistic setup. You can do all the different yeah, kind of stuff I you want to do. The, with. Simple settings because the... Um, I think you guys are the same. Uh, you get to some point where there are so many snakes where you like to keep your decoration in terrariums the simplest way possible. So the cleanings and the shaking ups on the animals are also easier and faster. I don't yeah. know if you guys share the same opinion, but I came to this conclusion very fast. You know, I had my cages full of plants, uh, branches, and etc. And after starting to having to clean them on a daily basis or weekly basis, oh, <coughs> sorry, I I realized that maybe I was going to spare some time if I had the the simple decoration, you know. Mm -hmm. I still use yeah. fake plants just to give it that, for me, I know the snakes don't really care about it. <laughs> but yeah, I use it for me because I like to see some color on the, the cages. Right. I mean, I have minimum in certain ones, like where they have a bin or a shelf and some other stuff like that. But then I also have uh, ones where they're on substrate, they have tree branches, and then I have a big one that's fully planted and stuff like that. So it's like, it, it all depends on which animals exactly. I either feel like setting up that way. I will say the majority of my carpets, which is the majority of the collection is set up with the, paper and a shelf and a bin and a water bowl kind of a deal. Yeah, so. yeah I keep my babies that way. I actually got a 3D printer, so I could 3D print the, the purchase. And That's the, fantastic. Yeah, the, <laughs> the snakes love it, man. Uh, I also have the, the cup holders for the water. That way they they don't push the substrate over the, the glass of water, which is perfect. But yeah, the, having the 3D printer was a really, really nice idea because the babies will get to hang out and on, on the perch uh, most of the time. Uh, I had, uh, I've been using heights for the babies because mm -hmm. I'm trying to, to see if that would uh, raise he, their confidence, which I came to the conclusion that they were being more defensive because they were using the, the height way lot more than being with coils because on the rack system you don't at least me i don't have the the odd spot it's a just a the the, the end of the, the the box it's for the the the, the hot temperature and the mm -hmm. the top of the box is the the room temperature so they, they will spend most of the times hidden uh, and i think that will make them more shy so I think the, the IJs, especially when they are babies, if they are eating okay, I will remove the, the heights and I will let them perch all the time because I think that they will become more confident, but at the same time less uh, uh, box defensive, cage defensive, uh, because, yeah, they are not used to be hidden all the time. But once again, it's just a, a theory. It's just how I deal with my animals and uh, the progress I see on them. Right. I just received the pictures. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I sent the pictures and completely forgot to tell you I have already sent them. <laughs> yeah, no, holy yeah. hell, man. I, yeah, yeah. Six and seven. I mean, come on. Yeah. If it's okay with you, I'll share these on um, the yeah, Facebook page yeah, yeah. so they the, can see what we're talking about. I but. think it's the third one. It's a female. The, I mean, I've seen jacks with dull colors than that female. 
And if the, the mail wasn't coming from Raphael, I would say it's not a pure mail and those are coastal IJs, you know, because look, just look at them. It's it's completely amazing. The, the, the bold stripes, the, the set pattern, I, I really don't know if I should keep them all or sell them. Uh, I would I keep really them all. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, I mean, at least, at least these, these I mean, that, that you knew that was going to be his answer. I mean, come on. Yeah, I know, but like every single one of these, you know, you can do something with exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you yeah. look at the very first one on the perch, the striping on the back, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. that's just crazy. And that then one, the next one is a, a gift for, for a friend of mine. I won't say his name because I want it to be a surprise, but yeah, that's a badass oh, for me. Oh, oh. <laughs> you shouldn't have. Yeah, I can send some for you as well, but oh, it's God. quite difficult, as you can imagine, since we are yeah. overseas. But yeah, it's something. And there's a pandemic yeah. going on, yeah. and there's probably which some is, sort of thing about which importing is also, animals. Yeah. It's also, something I was going to mention these yeah. as these <laughs> these bad sides, but at the same time, I I had to keep most of the the babies. I still have 28 or so. Some of them are already sold, but since all the expos are off, uh, I have to keep most of them, and it's been really, really amazing because, once again, I have to make <laughs> sure I don't sell the, the wrong ones, you know? Uh, right. <laughs> it's really, really hard to to choose. And, and all these animals are from the same clutch? No, no. The, oh, okay. Right. The, ones, the ones that have a reduced pattern are uh -huh. from the wild-caught female in Morocco. Okay. And the ones with the 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 the, the, the less the, the more contrast the uh -huh. the reddish ones are from right. the, the female I used in 2018. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, those those are being quite different from their siblings in 2018. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, these I, are also, spectacular. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I, I usually share these these images with two, two friends of mine, uh, Rafael and Jomi, because they, they have already seen uh, way more Papuans than me, and they have already bred, <laughs> of course. So most of the times I try to, to share them the pictures because uh, it, it's all new for me. You know, it's the third the third time I'm breeding these snakes. So most of the times I'm, I'm like, is this something special or this is just a regular snake, you know, because sometimes it's, even for me, it's hard to believe I'm breeding such cool species, you know. If you, if I would go back 10 years ago and show me my pictures of this snake, <laughs> and say, you, you are going to breed. Take my money now? Yeah, yeah, you're going to start breeding these snakes, don't, don't give up, I... I think I wouldn't believe, you know, because I'm really, really happy with the, the outcome, outcome. I know they are not the, the supreme IJs, but for me as a reader, you know, I, I'm really, really thankful I would, I've been able to achieve these, these kinds of, of quality on animals. They are really, really nice. At least, yeah. I'm gonna go out on a limb, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna say I think you probably have the nicest IJs in all of Europe. I don't <laughs> know. Thanks. I mean, as far as I know. Yeah, but uh, the problem is, the problem is, uh, there are lots of people, and I know some of them who don't even have Facebook. There are a guy oh, in okay. Russia who has right. some really, really, really nice Bradleys. And the guy is only breeding them for fun. 
but uh, <laughs> isn't that always, isn't that the, always way? the way they yeah. don't have facebook we don't hear about them yeah, and then I, like somebody's like hey dude i bought this guy's he lives in a shack in the woods and i bought all his <laughs> all his carpets and they're like holy crap it's like sort of that's when we find out he's had a new morph that he's been sitting on and not telling anybody about like yeah, yeah sort of the world as i said uh, before the world is quite a big place for for snake uh, keepers so the guy usually has he told me i met him in um a forum, the the ones, the old school forums, you know, the ones with topics, etc. Mm -hmm. So I knew the guy there, and at the time I think he was on the fourth, uh, third, or fourth generation of Bradleys. And at the time it was like they would almost look like the hypo Bradleys, but no, not the, the hypo, you know. And mm -hmm. once again, there are lots of keepers out there on the the shadow, you know. Who mm -hmm. are not are not making the correct marketing on the their projects, which I also think it's bad. But at the same way, I think it's also cool because the world is full of secrets, you know. So there are lots of cool stuff out mm -hmm. there. Even in the U.S., I bet there are many people, especially the the old school people. Uh, the, let's just say you have sixty years. Uh, maybe you don't have Facebook, but maybe you are keeping are still keeping uh, carpets. You know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> There's, I mean, it keeps happening with like other rare species or something like that, where it's just some guy yeah. had them wasn't even keeping track of what he had or what he was doing. And he posted up on like one of the force, one of the classified sites, like, Hey, I'm trying to sell these. And then yeah. <laughs> quickly realizes that when people are freaking out, he's like, Oh shit. Yeah. Like, you know, exactly. And they're like, do you, you know, like, he's like, I don't even know how to ship them. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it happened the same with the, the first IJs I got the, I just saw the pictures. Uh, at the first, I knew they, they might be a bit oversaturated because the mm -hmm. babies were really, really red. But I was like, oh, damn, this might be something here, you know. And I, I still keep one of the, the males, which uh, once again, one of the best IJs I've seen. I still haven't bred them because I think he's female shy. <laughs> I, tried, I tried to introduce him last uh, last season to one of the females and he simply kept running away and actually i saw the female trying to go over on him but little guy just went kept running so maybe next luck on the the next season uh, but yeah it was one of the best uh, baby ijs i've seen um, and that time uh, I saw the picture and the, the guy was selling them at a really, really, really cheap price. Uh, once again, mm. they were always, in my opinion, uh, uh, underrated. Uh, I remember buying a, a, a one for 40 euros or so five years ago. So, so you can imagine it was not the... It, has, it had a lot of tipping. It, you, you could see it was a... Uh, not a, a selective uh, carpet, you know, but mm -hmm. for, for 40 euros, you know, for 40 euros, you could get an awesome snake and start from there, uh, which was crazy. The guy uh, didn't actually knew the, the potential on the, the snakes, so I had to get four of them. Actually, I got um, two. Uh, he, he, he knew, uh, don't get me wrong, Carlo really knows what he was doing. I don't want to once again be speaking the bad things about him. But, right, right, right. but at the time, once again, the, the carpets weren't uh, 
the, the IJs weren't as popular as that. So mm. he, he knew how he was passionate, uh, passionate about them. So he, he was doing a, a good price because they are hard to sell. Once again, uh, I, I said that before, the, the IG, people are still looking for, for morphs and other species. Right. So having, let's just say, 10 to 15 babies, if you want to sell them, if you don't have the space, the time or whatever, if you want to sell them fast, you will have to sell them for a, a low price, which in my opinion, it's bad because you are uh, giving these species a, a low price rate or ratio, which is bad because I, I look at these animals and I look to some animals uh, which uh, Europeans breed. And I, I really think the, the prices are mixed up. You know, I think the, the, the IJs, especially the, the good ones, uh, once again, <laughs> I say this a lot, don't get me wrong, but there are no bad or uh, good animals. It's just the, the perfect animal for a certain person, you know. But mm -hmm. for me, um, uh, in not speaking in IJs, speaking in general, I think the prices are really, really uh, mixed up, at least here in Europe, because you have really, really nice stuff who don't sell and you have to... To, to ask uh, the lower prices and I, I think you know if that's your project I think you you shouldn't be have to to come to that point you know having to ask less money uh, for a, an animal that you know that you are breeding it for passion and you know the potential of the, the animal and you're having to just give it away basically because the the market doesn't right. understand the the flow of how things go yeah it's um <clears throat> I don't know. It's one of those weird things where, like, Which, there seems to be a sweet spot with um, with with pricing as far as animals go. And yeah. it, what I mean is, like, if you if you have an animal between five hundred and a thousand dollars, somehow people perceive that as yeah, a cool animal. Yes, you know. Yeah. But if it's like two hundred dollars, it's like exactly. nah. That's why they were always underrated, you know, because people were always forced to ask uh, lower prices for the IJs because you had uh, the other cool stuff, you know. Right. The, the yeah. jungles, I remember seeing jungles with very high prices a few years ago. And the, the, the very good uh, selective ones are still uh, with a reasonable price, which I don't right. think, don't get me wrong, once again, right. <laughs> the, I don't think it's wrong because if you really want something, you have to... To pay for, pay it. for it, yeah. yeah. Um, and let's be honest: if once again the the animals, if you are breeding it with passion, and if you are dedicating time and the time of your life or free time, uh, you have to at least ask what you think the animals worth. And to be honest, the for me, and I'm not speaking this because I'm a breeder, because I, I don't feel myself as a breeder. I do this just for fun and passion. Sure. Um, it's not my business, you know. I do this mm -hmm. most of my profits. If there is any profit, I use it for buying more rodents, more food right. for the sticks because it's also quite expensive. But I think, yeah, I think most people would need to revise the the prices because for me, and it's what I want to say, uh, for all the. IJ breeders, uh, I think 90%, uh, if not more, of the, the snakes that are being sold in Europe should be worth at least the double because 
let's be honest, they are really, really nice, and once again, they have lots of potential. So I think people asking lower prices for IJs will only make them uh, more accessible, and I think in a few years, maybe three to four years, there will be a, a boom, a massive uh, horde of cross IJs and even IJs because there are being lots and lots and lots of people starting to to getting them because they are also cheap, you know, and once again, quality, yeah. quantity over the quantity, which is also bad, you know, because you, you are not going to breed if you have a male uh, just because, yeah, you have mm -hmm. a male and a female, oh, I'm going to breed them, no. I've been in that position lots of times with several species. In fact, right. I, I, I think I said, said that to Eric before. I've kept the Nigrita quite a few years. Um, I, I only tried to bred them last year, and somehow the snake gods didn't want to be generous with me. Uh, I, I saw four locks on my, <laughs> my snakes, and they still didn't give me eggs, but... Right. But yeah, I've, along the years, I've kept lots of uh, adult bears and snakes, which I didn't want to breed because I didn't, uh, I didn't want to do it just because. You know, I wanted to do something right. with the, the the full purpose of that. You know, I didn't want didn't want to just flood the market with just more snakes to sell. I know some people who who breed just because, just for the the cash, and most of the times I see them selling the snakes once again, <laughs> once again mm -hmm. for, for a <laughs> right. very, very, very low price, which is which is awful, you know, because for for a newcomer, how are you going to explain a newcomer that you have an IJ for fifty euros and an IJ for two uh, fifty euros, you know? He's going to ask, oh, damn, but this snake uh, costs five times more than the other one the guy is selling. Yeah, but this right. snake has, we all know, not this snake, but all the snakes who have that, that, uh, that kind of value have the work behind it, have the genetics behind it, have all the passion and effort of the breeder behind it, which I, I think it also counts on everything. i rather have a not so nice snake from a, a breeder I know who is doing this correctly and for, for passion than, right. than a guy with just doing this for money. You know, I, I, I mean, money is good. You know, uh, we all like money. Buying new snakes is always great, you know, but <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah I, I hate greedy people. I hate greedy breeders, which is something that the hobby needs to have less. We all know that's, um, once again, I have nothing against uh, money and people who breed snakes for money, but most of the times passion will get uh, ruined over the money, which I think is the 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 worst thing to to see, you know. Because I, I usually ask this to a lot of people who breed reptiles: if if the reptiles you are breeding didn't uh, had that value, that commercial value. Would you still be keeping them? Would you still be breeding them? You know, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, th- th- take my example. Uh, I started breeding IJs, and they were super cheap. <laughs> you know, I was breeding it, <laughs> breeding it right. just for fun because I wanted more snakes for me, and I wanted to achieve something along the years. I put myself this rule that I will only breathe uh, 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 in a space of two years. You know, so maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do the lone breeding with Rafael this year, but that doesn't count as, as my own breeding in my own house. So I'm only I'm waiting for 2022, so I can breathe again because I don't want to flood the market with snakes. I don't want to right. have that. Okay. I don't want to to go to my sixth or seventh clutch, and I'm and I will start to think, oh man, maybe I'm starting to get tired of doing this. I don't want to feel that. I think I, I want to, to keep breathing snakes on my own pace, on my own rhythm. Mm-hmm. But one of my goals is exactly in 20 years still be breathing these kinds of snakes with the same passion and the same, right. the same enthusiasm I, I still have for them. Because let's just say the, the carpets haven't been here for, have been here for quite a long time now, and I still look at them with that fascination of the the first day I saw them, you know. And I think it's what makes them special. Right. You don't want to kind of lose that or get bored with them. Yeah, exactly, which I think it's what most people will lose after they start breeding this for money, which I don't think it's wrong, but if you are doing this just for the money, maybe you are not doing this for the correct place, you know. Yeah, but, there's probably better ways to make money, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, this is... that's what I'm trying to say. You know, it's at the yeah. end of the day, we are still talking about animals. And we all know that most breeders don't care about that. That, yeah, this is an animal. This is a $500 bill for me. So at the end of the day, it's just that. And most people tend to forget that it's, they are animals and but once uh, for, for me I, I think that those people are also good because most of the, the good animals that come from those clutches usually are sold for good prices because once again they all they want is make money and sell the snakes so some of the times people will get nice snakes for good good prices from from those people so not everything is bad from greedy breeders you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think it's um i think that uh what we're starting to see again it's like a slow transition is you know people are realizing that i i think i, I really believe that a lot of people think that you know they went into breeding because they wanted to establish a name or have some credibility behind them. Um, you know, so where it's just not this person that you don't know who it is on the internet or whatever. And, um, I think people are starting to see that that's not necessarily how you make a name for yourself in the hobby. And they're saying, okay, well, I can just keep these as a pet or, you know, I can have a couple of them or, you know, uh, um, we're starting to grab those people that, that are just looking for an alternative version of a, you know, a dog or a cat or a bird or something like that, which, you know, ultimately is the, is the best, the best thing that can happen for the reptile hobby worldwide. You know, I mean, because then you don't have all these breeders competing with each other. It keeps supply, um, which is down a bit. 
which is something yeah. which I already noticed. It. Most of the the nice animals you see around are coming from private collections, from people who really are digging into getting the correct male and the correct female because they yes. have something envisioned in their minds. Right. Yeah, they're going to be picky about it. Yeah, exactly. Which mm-hmm. is something I think mass breeders don't usually don't don't care about it. They they want to breed and that's it. Uh, but yeah, once again, it's it's a good thing because I've seen really really nice IJs coming up, and once again, Craig is one of them. They uh, <laughs> a private collection and awesome awesome IJs. You know. Oh, he has amazing stuff. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna to have to throw some of his stuff in a box and some of your stuff in a box and send There's it a lot of boxes. Yeah. And then I'll just send you a big box of stuff by Jay's yeah, back. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind because uh, since I started, I I always envy it, and I'm not saying this in a bad way. Don't get me wrong. I right. envy it in a good way because it's always nice to see what people do with certain species. Sure. I love. I love the some of the my favorite uh, controls are from the the US. We've talked about earlier when we are <laughs> when we are mentioning the the calendar, but but yeah, I I remember I've I'm always seeing lots of great IJs from Eric and from other people in the the US, which of course I would like to, to put my hands on because Europe. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you always want what you can't have, right? Yeah, that's grass, how it works. Yeah, ah. The grass is always greener on the other sides. That, that's right. Yeah. Say, you know, and yeah, we have, of course, we have wonderful stuff here, but it wouldn't be amazing if we could join it, everything, join Europe and Indonesia. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and, and the United States. And yeah, all the, the bloodlines would be more accessible. You know, because yeah. I've already been told for by some people who do imports, uh, the guy, the people from Indonesia, <laughs> yeah, they they might have things which we still don't imagine that can be possible. And oh, I'm talking yeah. about carpet pythons, yeah, not talking about other species. Sure. But yeah, I've I've been told that in some farms and etc. There are some really really nice stuff, but of course they are not sending. That's <laughs> that's sure. For... Of course, <laughs> <laughs> of course, exactly. <laughs> can, you know what's crazy is, you, <laughs> yeah, you start to see um, some of some of the animals that are coming out of even yeah. just some of the animals that like I think of uh, Steve Katz comes to mind. Yeah, with, like, he's his wild was, stuff. Yeah. I was mentioning Whoa. Steve Katz uh, readings this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, some of the imports. Yeah, damn, yeah. dude. <laughs> and yeah. they're and they're wild animals. And exactly. you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what right. impressed me most in this clutch because they are uh, they are not wild, but they are coming from a wild female. Yeah. So I, I know there's not much work behind them. And it's crazy, you know. We are talking about wild animals. Uh, they are not the the tipping completely is not there. Most of right. the wild animals, uh, and Stephen has two or three, I believe. They are. They, they look like they have been through some selective breeding for like three generations. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they they look amazing, and and that's that's where my passion started. You know, ever since I started to buying books, reading the the complete carpet python. Of course, I think that's a 
a must for all all mm-hmm. carpet python owners and the the one from the late the late one that Mark Mans wrote the carpet pythons no mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you guys had the, the chance to read that one as well yep uh, very good but yeah ever since I started to see several pictures pictures of IJs and their localities I was like this can't be possible this looks like a a morph you know these colors must be photoshopped I had to see that this is true yeah exactly you know so having the chance to see those animals in photography yeah uh, because st- I mean Europe Steven is in <laughs> the United States but hey, right. it's crazy to see the um, the amount of quality animals that are bring, uh, that are coming from the the imports, and I would really really love to to also get my hands on some new fresh bloods, because why not? You know, <laughs> it's sure. always, it's never enough, and it's always good to add fresh blood to the projects. Yeah, and you have to worry about at some point, you know, if they're going to shut down Indonesia. You know, exactly. then what happens? Then we're stuck with what we have. You know, so exactly stock that's, up now. That's happening with the. Um, <laughs> I might be wrong, but once again, it's not the markets I usually dig into. But I think the Atlantic coastals in Europe are starting to become almost impossible to find because there are like two people breeding them. So having a pure coastal Atlantic, it's becoming quite quite difficult here once again because people <laughs> quite forget to to breed the yeah th- those kind of stuff. Yeah, most of the people didn't imagine when this whole game started that in a few years they would be prohibited to import the export most of the stuff from australia <laughs> right which, right which is yeah. bad you know i love the the darwins which is also another another species mm. who gets really really orangey mm-hmm. and once again, I might be wrong, but I think there are mer- there aren't many Darwin bloodlines here in Europe, which is which sucks because if you want to 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 work on something at some point of your project, we will we will be uh, adding the, the some related blood or doing exactly the same as your partner from another country or something is doing, because yeah. the babies will be always related. Yeah, the Darwins, I mean, I don't know about you, Owen, but that, I mean, we saw that wild one, and I would give my left arm to have that snake. You know, that snake was beautiful. Oh, my God. They quite envy the Australians for that. Imagine going to smoke a cigarette or taking your breath. (laughs) And then just right there. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Like. It's like, oh wow! Oh, and once wait. again, I I take my hat off to to Aussie keepers because it's snakes that you can find on your backyard, and they are still doing it. A awesome, awesome selective work oh, yeah. on all yeah. of their their snakes, you know, which is something you don't see in every country, you know, which is which for me it's it's amazing. You you have some people there breeding the 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 carpet pythons. Uh, which again is it's a snake you find on your own backyard. Uh, I I can't I can't imagine myself uh, breeding natrix, you know, guard or or uh, river right. snakes, you know, because this is what we grew up with. Uh, I think for them maybe the the European species, the American species, are the the cool stuff, the hot stuff. But yeah, yeah. it's it's really amazing seeing the the keepers there uh, still working. And focusing on 
on carpet python scene in general yeah which is very cool in my opinion yeah our good friend scott he's like uh you know oh, he's got amber cod in his backyard and diamonds <laughs> in his backyard yeah, yeah, just like, oh, yeah whatever crap it's there you know eh, well, whatever. <laughs> just like oh man <laughs> well think about it this way i mean what is it nipper i was talking to nipper and he's like man i really needed a case i'm like you mean the shit that Eric finds in his backyard underneath the board? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, the, you want those? <laughs> like, yes, yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. So that would be amazing. It all depends on where you are. I bet you there's somebody who's like, God damn it, there's so many Bushmasters in my yard. I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's like there's it just depends on where you are. And exactly. you know exactly. or Thailand's. Yeah, imagine exactly. yeah, you know. with three or four cobras in your bed. <laughs> exactly. There's there's some guy who works on Komodo where if he sees one more goddamn dragon, he's going to kill himself. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, oh, that's cool. That's cool, man. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I feel... I feel the future is is, is bright for the IJs, and I think... Yeah, I really more, hope so. Yeah. yeah, I think the more that people are working with them, the more people are going to see the potential, um, you know, and, uh, you know, they'll come around. And, and, and if they... And if people don't, I, you know, I don't care. I'm still, exactly. I still love them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> count know? me in. Uh, I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing this even if Papuans start to be the lamest snake, which they 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 won't be. But right. even people label them as the the lamest snake on earth, I will still right. breed them and will do my my best to 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 mark. Uh, do the the good marketing to these these species because even for my uh, friends for who are outside the community the the people the non-snake people right <laughs> uh, even when they ask me what is the the good for snake right and, oh i've been looking on youtube and i think a corn snake or a ball python would be good for me at this first and i always say i i have nothing against that but if you want to take a, a little a little bit of thrill and an action uh, a carpet python is the best because uh, as babies they are we are as we all know especially ijs they are nippy mm. and they like to <laughs> stand their ground but as time passes by they they start to to build that, out, that yeah. trust, yeah, they, they that settle. Bonds. Yeah, yeah. They, they chill out yeah. quite, quite a bit. Yeah, exactly. So, so I think they they also can be a very good first snake. I at least in my opinion, you know, if you have the, I would agree. Yeah, let's let's just say you you buy a snake from a a good breeder, a breeder who cares uh, where the the his baby snake will will head to. Uh, that, I think it's that breeder, breeder's obligation to to enlighten the the new the new keeper when it mm -hmm. comes to proper housing, proper husbandry handling, etc. Because mm -hmm. that's what's going to make a good experience for the, the newcomers. You know, I had a a friend who had his first carpet python. Uh, and it was a little demon, <laughs> a, bear, <laughs> a little demon. And, and the guy ended up by, by selling them. He's currently breeding, I think it's hognosis. I might be wrong. I lost contact with him after a few years. But mm -hmm. I remember the, um, all the thrill passed by after he, he, he had a bad experience with the snake, you know. And I, yeah. at the time, I always tried to tell him, try to, to handle that snake a few times a week, you know, to 
to, to build that trust bond or whatever you want to call it with the snake so the snake can seize you as, as a non-threat, you know? Right, right. Uh, but, but yeah, the, the guy had a bad experience and never wanted to keep carpets. And I think even today he, st he still thinks carpets are aggro snakes, which, <laughs> which are evil, evil. Yeah. yeah, well, some, yeah. Of, some of them can be, you know, but I think uh, it all sums up to, to having the, the uh, can, uh, if you can read the, the body language of the animal, how he's, he's flicking his tongue, etc. And I think that's what challenged, was challenged me the most when I was starting with them. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, I was seeing those videos with people taking, opening the racks, taking the snakes right off the, the perches and the hide boxes without being uh, bitten, you know. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm doing something wrong. So I spent my, my time. Uh, once again, I didn't start with just one. I think that this applies with every kind of reptiles. And I think you, you all agree with me. If you want to, to start with something and you want to learn with some species, you will always need to, to, to deal with several of them. I think one individual is one individual. They all, they all have their uh, own personalities. So... I started with quite a few, and I went to start learning how they would behave if I approached approached them in a certain way. Uh, those kinds of stuff, the, the proper, correct handling and approaching on a snake, which I think it was it was making me a having a good experience on keeping them. Mm -hmm. uh, well, uh, almost eight years have, have, has passed by and I'm still here, which I think it has to, to do something with that. The, the good experience I'm trying to, to say for, from the beginning of this conversation, the, the newcomer has to have ever since the, the first day he gets, gets the snake, I think the, the experience has to be good unless uh, otherwise you, you will be just a guy who keeps a snake yeah. for a few months or years and then you will... It's disappear. Let's just say, you know. Right, right. I think the real people who are passionate about snakes in general are the ones you. Let's just say in Facebook, uh, people um, you are going to. Uh, this is a, a small community, you know. So in mm -hmm. face in Facebook, if you have Facebook for like ten years, you are going to start noticing that some people. Deleted their Facebooks, or maybe they are not in the community anymore. But you are also also going to notice that you have friends on your Facebook for the beginning of your Facebook. People from the community, you know, which is also good. It's also good because it's people who care about the, the hobby and the, the preservation of the species. Because breeding is also preservation. Doesn't matter if you are breeding a hundred snakes or ten snakes, but at the end of the day you are preserving a, a species, you know? So I think it's also good to have new newcomers and people. Uh, Eric, you got me or no? I really hope the community starts to grow even more uh, worldwide. Oh, he's back. Okay. <laughs> we got you. <laughs> yeah. It took me a second. I guess it was uh, my computer's like, oh, God, they're still talking. I do. <laughs> 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 said enough it's like ah, it was like oh sweet jesus and he just pulled the plug on me it's like okay yeah so i i wasn't hoping for a a small talk you know because i chase <laughs> <you know? laughs> i could i could uh, write a bible 
still have <laughs> something to talk about them. <laughs> yes, yeah, they're 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 pretty cool. I, I mean, luckily, I've been trapped in a car with Eric numerous times, oh, so I'm, oh. I'm I'm used to being able to kind of like just be like, uh huh. You need to like uh-huh. them. You need to like orange, them. right? Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, like it's. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm kind of <laughs> glad that he doesn't like. You know, it's not like his favorite because when they came, when we just had the, like our our recent little barbecue thing where we got together and. He comes over and I was like, all right, let me, uh, let me show you some babies. So I go and I get this, these IJs from this one clutch and I pull them out and he's like, what is that? Now I know. Yeah. How is that? Yeah. Now that's, I know yeah. that that's a killer IJ. <laughs> you exactly. know what I mean? Like yeah. I know that this. If you want to know if the IJ is good? Show it to a people, to a person you don't want. Yeah. You don't normally worry. Yeah. If, 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 yeah. if I get, if I'm somewhat, uh, in, if I'm somewhat tempted to start working with IJs because you showed me that one, yeah, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> we have won the battle. Well, yeah, it's a good one. Uh, but I'm going to shift gears a little bit because I want to talk about your photography. Um, oh, okay. Another two hours <laughs> of talking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, first of all, I have to say, I mean, you, some of the shots that you have, I mean. You're the only person that ever took a hiatus from the calendar competition because he was tired of winning every oh, year. So I have, it's I have, like. I have fair play, you know. I was like, I must have played, um, or at least contest the IJ uh, section three years in a row and risking winning three years in a row. So last year I, I didn't join. I I went to participate. I I submitted some votes to some of the pictures, but I didn't want to to join. But yeah, this year I wanted to give it a try since I, I know, at least in my opinion, I think my photography uh, level skill has gone a bit, a, a little bit better the, the last few, mm-hmm. two to three years. So yes. I wanted to try some uh, something different this year. So I didn't enter as many species as I wanted to because once again, I wanted to do some fair play. But yeah, I submitted some of my fifth shots of a Contro and a Corallus Caninus, Emerald Tree Boa, uh, which uh, I think (laughs) they won that that section. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We have to talk with the referee to see what. I mean, we we gotta. We have to pull them. I mean, if anything, they're gonna get pulled and put it in the contention. Like, I mean, like they're they're definitely gonna be considered at least. At least top five. I mean, come on. Yeah. So well, I mean, not, yeah, I have to ask. I mean, is this is this like, you know? And you're right. Over the past couple of years, I've noticed that your photography just has gotten better and uh, better, thanks, thanks. And better and better. It's just like holy shit. Like, can it get any better? Yep, it yeah, got better. It, yeah, it, <laughs> but it can. I'm not even the halfway where I would want to go with my shots. That's why uh-huh. lately I've been, as you could see, I've been experimenting some other stuff, including the the fog and the, the scenarios. Not sure if you've seen the one I did with the the hornet vipers and the skulls on the sand. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I'm trying to do some, and I have some some other stuff in mind, but I like the the patience, and uh, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, some some of the shots really take some preparation behind it. So most of the times I, nor I don't have the time, free time to do it or the the availability because we all know that keeping 
a a reasonable big snake collection will also take good time of your free time. But yeah, photography is a constant learning process, and from the moment you you start with, it will all depends where you want to go. You know, I know some people who started with photography and they just wanted to do uh, landscape. And landscape is, you can do it uh, on a, a superficial way. Uh, don't, you know, don't need to be a very skilled photographer to take good landscapes. You just need to mm -hmm. visit right. good landscapes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, they don't move. Exactly. I mean, like, it's, exactly. it's yeah. You just need to have the time and the money to travel to some places and take the good shots, you know. Let's just say you want to take a picture of the Taj Mahal. You need to, if you take a picture to the, of the Taj Mahal, it will be a good one because it's the Taj Mahal, you know, it's impressive, it's a big construction. But if you are skilled at photography and you want to do landscape, you can do it in your backyard, in the beach, wherever you are, because mm -hmm. it, all, it all depends where you want to go with your photography, what you want to do. Uh, and I, I like to say this because uh, most of the time some people ask me, oh, you take good, very good pictures. How, what would you recommend me to start with? And I think it's, this is a good question for the podcast as well because mm -hmm. I think some people um, might be curious uh, mm -hmm. on what kind of setup I use. And let, let me just say, if you want to take pictures for Facebook, just to, to look nice. Just get a good iPhone, a good smartphone, a, a, cell, a, a cell phone which has a very good camera, very good mm -hmm. camera settings, which allows you to do manual settings as well. Because if you are spending a good amount of money on a DSLR, a, a digital camera, a Canon, Sony, Fuji, whatever, you're right. going to be spending way more much than you need because you don't need the higher resolution pictures because uh, nowadays 90% of people use Facebook on cell phones and tablets. So the, the image quality mm -hmm. will be irrelevant, you know. So if you just want to make pictures to post in groups, forums, etc., a good cell phone will will do the job. Don't get me wrong. If you want to start in photography, a cell phone is the worst thing you can get because cell phones <laughs> yeah, right. are very automatic. So you won't be learning any photography. Uh, you can take, once again, you can take a good photography of a landscape with a cell phone and trying to replicate that with a DSLR. And the results will be really, really, really different because right. the, the, the DSLR is meant to be manual. But yeah, if you want to start learning photography, uh, yeah, a, a digital camera will be the, the best to start. And the only thing I can say is having a lot, lot of patience and don't give up. I, I've been doing this uh, photography for, as a hobby, as a passion, just for fun. Because when I started with my calking, as I mentioned it on the, uh, on the beginning of the podcast, I wanted, uh, as soon as I started to, and this was very funny actually, because for me, I didn't even knew there was communities inside hobbies, you know. So <laughs> having, having to discover that 
oh man, I can I can see what's uh, let's just say American keepers, uh, people from the U.S. are keeping and still having contacts with them. This is just amazing, and having to see the the amount of groups and communities we have on Facebook and some other old school forums. It's just amazing, you know. It was something that that got hooked me up, and after seeing some of the pictures, uh, being a, a new, a rookie, I was like, "Nah, they, this has to be photoshopped." I remember seeing the, the I think it's Mr. Blue, the the control, the oh, right, oh, yeah. Produce, I, I don't know the name, but yeah, the the blue control, the first blue control I've seen. I was like, nah, "This can't be real." A blue snake, come on, man. <laughs> right. This can't be real. So I started. Sorry, I started digging on uh, some uh, digging, uh, following some people who at the time were still uh, doing photography. Mark Kostrich, I don't really know how to pronounce the, the name, but the guy has some really, really, really badass work. I think we all know that uh, picture of uh, Therese Nietzsche, uh, the, 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 the Bush Viper who has really long eyelashes. There is a very, mm-hmm. very popular picture on the Google in, internet of that, that snake, and the, that was the guy who took the picture. And I've been following him and some other people for quite a few years because I watched it, I saw the pictures, and I was like, I want to do this. You know, I want to be able to, to achieve this because if this isn't Photoshop, I for, firstly, I want to have snakes as cool and as awesome <laughs> as this yeah. one, you know, as, with vivid colors. And second of all, I want to be able to, to capture this because at the time I had um, a digital, digital camera, not a very good one, but one that got me started uh, with the photography. And I tried to do, I remember the... Um, the exoterra skulls, you know, the mm-hmm. skulls yeah. are popular around the world. So, uh, and I used them with snakes, and I was like, "Oh man, this is badass!" And the, the picture was out of focus, not sharp at all. The the, the colors are, were all mixed up. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I, I was really really happy at the beginning because I was feeling that I was making part of something whenever I posted a picture, and I was watching the the feedback, the which is. Uh, another thing that kept me going, you know, the the feedback, uh, having people like you and some other people telling me the the photography is improving. Oh, you should do this, you should do that, or congrats on doing this or doing that. Or even when people come to ask me tips, you know, it's for me, it's a great compliment when someone is uh, send me a message asking me for some tips, the setup, etc. Because that means they they enjoy the work. There is something about the photography right. they they enjoyed and they want to do the same because that's what I did when I, I started, you know, I had to learn uh, so some way. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Owen. Sorry. I mean, it's just, it's it, at least they're, you're, they like what you're doing enough to ask you how to duplicate it, which exactly. is all like me, flattering exactly. and awesome. Yeah. For me, it's, it's just one of the best compliments that I have because if you mm-hmm. want to do this the same way uh, or if you want to mimicate this, is because you like it. And if you like it, it's because I'm doing something and, and, correct. <laughs> right. And somehow you managed to get a picture of not one but two baby white lips 
and the same time <laughs> and for it to come out without blood or anything else. I mean, I yeah, you and those, are, those are tiny babies because they still got their yeah, spots. Those, I mean, damn. Those were nippy as hell, man. I never, uh, I only had the chance to work with white lips for very few times in my life. So those yeah. were recently coming from an expo and I was actually keeping them in quarantine for a friend of mine. Uh, so I was like, oh, since they are at my place, well, since they're here, <laughs> my place, I was going, I'm going to take some some good pictures of them, uh, and it trust me, it was a really really hard task because they kept striking at me. Uh, at, at some time, one of them was aiming for the other, so I had to put my hand on on the front end oh and take God. one for the team, you know. But <laughs> but yeah, this is another tip that I can. I can give to to people who want to photograph reptiles in a more artistic way. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't give up at the first ten minutes, you know, because eventually the snake will get tired. Eventually, the snake will focus on you and not focus on running away. So most of the times, I w- w- what I do is waiting a little bit, trying to understand the the body language of the animal. If the animal is okay uh, being on the center of the um, the backgrounds, the the glass, whatever I'm shooting with, uh, and having, yeah, lots of patience. And when shooting with the pairs or several animals, Mm -hmm. always keep an eye on each other because accidents can happen and snakes have the instinct. You know, as I said, I had to put my hands on the front of one snake because it was aiming for one of the... The snakes sometimes is depending on the the species. It's it can be quite quite challenging, uh, even if especially if the the snake is big. You know you have to to do things a completely different way because let's just say I'm photographing baby carpets. Rather I photograph them inside their tubs with just mm-hmm. external flash, so it can help me with um, the ambient light. You know, so I can get crisper uh, shots as well because, as I mentioned before, my reptile room light is quite shitty. Uh, it, it's one of those RGB lights, you know, with, right. which, which can play music, which is awesome when you are cleaning, but it's, <laughs> but it's terrible when you need to take a good picture to send to someone because... If you understand a bit about lightning, it's all about the the potency of the the light, not the size of the the bulb. So that's a pretty big bulb, and it kind of gives good light to the the room. But when it comes to photography, the the cell phone can really capture can't really capture the the brightness of the ambi- uh, the light ambient. That's why I use external lights to. Um, to help me, but usually what I I do, and that helps a lot uh, containing the animals, especially when the carpets are flighty. You know, they they all, all they only want to run away from you. Having a soft a tent box, a it's like a soft box, but with a mm-hmm. it's like a cage, a terrarium, but right. uh, with one open area like a, a tent. You know. And that's very, very good to photograph reptiles because it gives a very good diffusing light. You have very good results inside of those. And you can change the background. You can do blacks, you can do whites, you can do reds, depending on what you want to do. 
And I also think that gives a sense of security to the animal because it's mm -hmm. a closed space. You know, we, the animal can see what's going on behind it or around it, which I also think it helps. Another tip, I, <laughs> another tip I can give you guys is to use heat. I know this is quite, can be quite controversial because heat will give them energy, but at the same time, if you use, let's just say we are photographing once again carpets. Mm -hmm. If yeah. you use a small hide box and a heat mat underneath the, I as you can see for my pictures, I I love using the black glass, which gives a very cool effect. Yes. Uh, most of the times, the the glass is being heated underneath because I I don't know. I came to that conclusion after photographing some varanids, some lizards. Uh, I, I'm not sure. Maybe they like to to hang out near the the, the 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 warmer area of the glass. I really don't know, but I've been having great results since I've started using using this method, the the heat mats underneath the the subjects, which makes them more calmer. Don't ask me why. I <laughs> I still still haven't figured that out, but yeah. That's that's one of of my secrets, let's just say. Okay. Do you find it easier by giving them something to perch on yeah. Or yeah. during the photo shoot? Yeah. Okay. Uh, definitely. Uh, most of the species, especially snakes that I photograph, I find it I find it easier to um, to have something to hold on. The the snake will be way more confident to if if it has something to hold on than if it's just on plain glass, you know. Okay. If you, I had, sometimes I have the chance to, to photograph some cobras, as you may already notice it. And mm -hmm. Most of the times, so I, so we can get them the, the attention of the, the animals. Usually we give them something they, they can hold on until they hood up. And most of the times we take that off. And after they, they, they focus on you, you know. If they don't right. have if they don't have anything, the the process of getting the animal to focus on you will be, it can be done. Don't get me wrong, but it's way more harder with carpets. Mm -hmm. With carpets, man, they they like to 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 perch and to coil. So, given the opportunity, even with the fingers, you know, if you raise a carpet just by the the tail, they will coil it around your finger, and you can lift it up with no problem. Uh, so yeah, having them coiled up—it's obvious. Obviously, one one good tip, and another one is obviously uh, getting them uh, taking pictures when they are sleeping. You know, most of the times, uh, the the pictures I've sent you earlier was today during the my cleanings. So <laughs> you should open the drawer, take a picture before they wake yeah, up. Yeah. Most of them are coiled because of that. They were sleeping on the colder area. Not sure why, uh, but but yeah, <laughs> they uh, most of them are coiled because because of that. Oh yeah, I see. You you saw the you sent the um, the picture of the the white lips to the yep to the, yep. yeah yeah. And that's one. And that one, yeah. I think it was. Let me check the date. I think it's okay. Okay, yeah. No, because it's it was two years ago where I start. I think I started to really having a different approach on on photography. Mm -hmm. uh, 
and it all because I read a book. <laughs> I know it's strange, but almost 10 years <laughs> studying photography, not studying, uh, self-studying, self-teaching mm -hmm. uh, okay. photography. And after reading a book, I got a completely different perception. It's, it's a book from a Portuguese photographer, actually. Mm -hmm. But, man, the, the, the insight it gave me on how light works, it was amazing, and I, I I still know that I don't know shit about how light works. But yeah, it was a really, really helpful uh, book, because after that, all my pictures have started to come way more detailed, as you can see by that picture, and I can give the example of the, the white lips. The mm -hmm. picture is not 100% in, in focus, sharp, but... Mm -hmm it's 90% of the picture is it's like that and and that's all good lightning you know uh, mm. having the the proper light the the proper light source and the correct lights on the the correct angles will make your photography look super super different it doesn't matter if you have a super expensive setup or if you have a uh, not cheap, uh, but a regular setup, you know, a affordable hey. setup. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, like, is another, sorry, another common yeah. mistake for people yeah. who, who think I have a super expensive <laughs> setup. <laughs> I mean, it looks like it. Yeah, it, it is. It, it, it is not the the most cheaper expense uh, uh, cheap setup uh, out there. Of course, I use the. Um, one of the best macro lenses Canon has. Uh, it's not very very expensive, but since we are talking about a single purpose, uh, it can make landscape and portrait. But the real purpose of this photo uh, lens is is macro. Is getting close up shots, as you can see by by most of my pictures, because the animals are really small. Uh, but don't get the idea that if you spend a lot of money in a camera that you'll get good pictures. Usually you, you can get a, a not, not so expensive model of a camera, let's say mm -hmm. a 600D from Canon. Mm -hmm. But if you have good light source and especially a good lens, uh, the photography will always be impressive. I can give the example of an Asian guy who I also follow his work. Not sure if you guys know who he is. I think he's Shike Go. I don't know how to pronounce it, but the guy has... I'm going to link you to the, um, the conversation. The guy, okay. the guy has really, really, really badass shots. And once again, if you think my photography is good, you will see this kind of photography and you will know what I'm talking about. The guy... <laughs> The guy has uh, one understanding of uh, how photography and uh, light, etc., works that is out of this world. And I'm mentioning this guy just because because one reason. Uh, most of the shots he has of several snakes, I I remember seeing the setup he used it, and I have a, a expensive uh, expensive a more expensive <laughs> setup than him. But since the guy knows way more. Uh, from photography than I do. His, uh, his photog uh, photographies look like uh, a super ultra expensive setup. But once again, it all, it all comes up to the skill of the photography, uh, photographer and what can you do with your camera, with your lights, uh, you know? 
Mm-hmm. So it's similar to, <laughs> this is how I equate everything to music, right? Oh, it's a guitar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's, yeah. it would be similar to like, you could give, um, you could give me the guitar. greatest and best and most expensive guitar and I will still not be able to play Correct. it. You can give Eric a dollar store guitar and he will be. <laughs> so it's, right. I was going to use like uh, somebody that actually, you know, has a no set up like guitar. Yeah, all right. <laughs> but, you know, like, I mean, you could give like Steve, Ray Vaughn some shitty amp and some <laughs> shitty guitar and he's still going to sound like Stevie Ray Vaughn no matter what you know exactly, exactly. it's in his fingers that he knows how to use the instrument to get certain sounds Jesus. out of it you know whereas I guess it's similar to yeah. like so with this let's 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 focus on the white lip picture right if you if with that how many lights do you have going on that tent and I'm curious about how like how do you set that perch up so that it's is it like do you have it suspended from something oh, yeah. or is it uh, the making of the the back scenes of the the pictures sometimes like are quite funny not to <laughs> say the least uh, <laughs> especially the the fog one but we will get there in a moment <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> but but yeah those with the the white lips i mainly use usually use two light sources or three uh, mm-hmm whenever it's needed, depending on how I'm shooting and the the sizes of the animals. But yeah, usually two two light sources, one from the left, one from the right, will Mm -hmm. will do the job. And reflectors. Reflectors and Mm -hmm. diffusers. I think those are also important because reflectors can, of course, reflect how the light will bounce along your subjects so that's also really important uh, oh i don't have that what's that what's what do you, what do you mean by that a reflector it's like a a square uh, uh, is it on the outside of the tent or the oh, inside oh yeah uh, this one i wasn't using tents because oh, wow. the, the okay. snakes the snakes were uh, perched so they they have nowhere to go <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> They can't run. Yeah, got it. Photographing colubrids or rat snakes who are really, really skittish, uh, the tents will be a a good idea. But but if you use a small perch, you can always use the the tent. And the the method I'm explaining, which will be having a, depending on the surface you want to highlight most, uh, let's just say the white lips had the reflector underneath them. I, I okay. use it. I use it a stool, so the um, or a chair, so the um, the reflector could be uh, the nearest possible from the animals, but not uh, capturing that on the the photography. You know, gotcha. Uh, Got which it. Made the 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 light bouncing uh, to them, so you can see the the body, uh, the underneath of the body, the ventral scales also highlighted, as long as the the top of the. Um, the body. I usually uh, fix my my purchase with a tripod, and I have a special claw that's attached on the the tripod head, which allows me to to suspend the, the purchase. I'm struggling with a another method because I want to photograph my adults, my carpets, and that's quite easy because <laughs> they are quite. <laughs> are quite heavy and I would like to make some decent photographies of them which is mm-hmm. being really really hard because they can still on such a small perch because the, the, the white lips were hatchlings so it right. was quite easy to, to photograph them that way yeah 
I was actually thinking about incorporating a perch into my light tent just because yeah, you can do that. You can yeah, do... you take the take the baby carpet out and then you put it on the on the I have plexiglass on the bottom of mine, yeah. and half of them just sit there, the other half just run exactly. And I feel like it'd be easier if you put them on something that they can like almost grip to. Um, and like what you're doing with the 3D printing, it's like I almost want to have a uh, a 3d printed perch to use just for photography so. yeah i'm also yeah. thinking about that but since lately i've always I've always been photographing inside their tubs i mm-hmm. haven't prepared that but yeah that's a great idea i usually have a a set of perches branches which i'm using and switching amongst uh, species so it doesn't always look the um, the, the same yeah yeah yeah, it's um. So yeah, I remember doing chondros. What I used to do is I used to take. Um, so instead of like most people know a sixteen ounce deli cup that they use for water bowls and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I used a thirty two ounce, which was it's double the like double the height. And then I would take a uh, like a um, a plastic hanger, and I would sort of like uh, put put a hole in little into each cup, and then just sort of put them there. And you know, of course, with chondros, they're the simplest snake to photograph. To yeah. take a picture yeah. of because they're not going anywhere. You put it in the in the thing, and then you take the perch, and, the, and it's their perch. You put it back in their cage, and you just stick them right back in. Arboreal yeah. species, in general, in my opinion and experience, are way easier to photograph than a semi semi arboreal like carpets or even the ground species because those are fast. Yeah. <laughs> those are fast. <clears throat> But yeah, the the backgrounds and the the making offs are always, as I said before, something which is which can be funny, but sometimes can be quite time consuming, and sometimes can take sometimes to to prepare, especially the the last few ones, which I am I'm including more elements and more uh, more diversity to to my shots. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's being more and more complex. Uh, which I also like because I like challenges. So uh, doing that style of photography where I just uh, take a picture of a nice picture of an animal uh, on a glass or call it on a perch, I think I've, I'm already getting tired of that. I want to keep my uh, my register, my my portfolio the same way. I want people mm-hmm. to look my pictures and I want them to identify them being as my work. But at the same time, I don't want to fall in the boredom of doing always the same thing, but with different right. snakes, you know. That's why I want to to raise up the level and try to do things differently, uh, especially things that you don't see so so often. So I can make the, the difference because there are quite lots of people taking very good shots of reptiles don't don't get me wrong i'm not the, <laughs> the only one and i still look up to to many people who i in my opinion are way ahead of me when it comes to photography skills well i'm going to send uh i'm going to send owen a whole bunch of pictures real quick just so he can see uh so you can know just how bad like my camera skills are <laughs> compared to other people yeah yeah yeah, I, yeah, I didn't spend all day taking pictures of my own animals. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, oh, no. My pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Just 
So yeah, just... it's, it's crazy to, to, to see these pictures again because uh, since I'm always looking forward to the, the next shots, you know, I... I Dear think... God, that Viper is insane. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> the all-black one, whatever the hell that is. Yeah, like, oh my God. It's a mangrove pit Viper, a Trimerosaurus purporomacolatus. I think I'm pronouncing the, the name correctly in English. Ooh. Cares, my God! Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my favorite snakes to photograph because the, the snake is so defensive. It's really hard to pose it the, the way you want it. You know, it's really, really easy. And it was the snake who gave me quite a few good shots of the the fog. You know. Well, the problem is that now, like next year, I was considering because uh, what is it? We did boas this year as the extra thing for you know the calendar next year I was considering venomous. Oh, it's like, I'm... no matter what I do, Carlos is going to have a picture like in the back. He's going to be like, yep, here we go. Time for these. Like, yeah, he's going to shuffle uh, these don't, forward. Don't do like... it. If you, if you open the contest for Viper contest, of course I'm going to enter because I have so many badass shots of Vipers. Yeah, that's, that's, that's almost impossible no, not to want to, to join. But I think, I think I saw the, um, the that rule of the the jury for the next year so if somehow i get to, to be the the jury for next year obviously i'm not yeah. going to, to part- enter yeah, right yeah it's a good strategy <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. good point yeah just just let carlos win this year this way he can't mm. participate next year i get it yeah exactly uh, I like God. Approach. <laughs> here's a couple more owen of the uh of the the, the uh, fog yeah, I have a a Facebook page where I usually do do my snake spam. It's called Endless Serpents because since I have many people from the outside the the community added on my Facebook, I try to avoid uh, posting as many snake pictures as I would like to. So usually, right. usually I use my Instagram or my Facebook page to to do all the the spam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's a great page. So Endless Serpent is definitely uh, – we'll link it up in the show description so people can, can go yeah. check it out. But um, Because also, you don't you sell some of your prints too as well? Uh, yeah, the, uh, the, the first prints I started to, to sell was this year, actually thanks to my girlfriend who has been being a very, very supportive uh, friend and girlfriend, of course. Uh, because uh, until this year, I didn't want to to sell my prints because I always felt like uh, they weren't good enough for for being printed, you know. So uh, I always felt uh, uh, dealt bad with rejection. Rejection. So I didn't right. want to feel that my photograph photography wasn't that good. So I was <laughs> yeah, but I think it's good. Don't get me Just, wrong. You're think, all right. <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. I think this is a good feeling for all kinds of artists because if you're not happy sure. with your work, that all that oh, only yeah. means that you always will improve your your work. Try you to know? be better. Yeah, exactly. Hundred percent. Right. So, so my girlfriend has been very supportive when it comes to to that and uh well since she she kind of obligated me to <laughs> to start doing some some prints and after i seen the the first uh, mock-ups the first prints we we tried to print i was like well 
it's not it's my pictures yeah but i i would still hang these on a wall you know so i was like yeah, yeah i'm yeah. going to give it a shot i've sold quite a few prints since the the beginning of this year i'm still preparing quite a few ones i want to do some limited editions and some stuff like that that people can actually enjoy and feel like they they have a a special photography you know because if you are printing several copies of one picture at some time that that picture will won't be as special as it is i don't think i think uh, i hope you guys um, understand what i'm trying to say but uh, yeah i think we all like limited editions you know so if you have a picture uh, with the number five of ten you know that only ten people in the the world have that picture which i think it's pretty cool you know (laughs) yeah yeah I have Especially some, some pictures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have some r- really cool stuff coming on. I, uh, uh, for example, the the fog session. Jesus. I'm planning on doing some more stuff like that and doing the the limited print uh, editions because those uh, I still can't can't believe how those came up. Those came up really really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Especially that uh, melanistic viper. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, that no, the, the the thing with the fog with that one, that's just disgustingly badass. Like, oh my god! Yeah, I'd get that print and put it on a oh, wall. Oh yeah, and that albino yeah. bull snake. Holy yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> you know, that's like, from a that's from and a the friend close of up with the actually horn? the. <laughs> Yeah, actually, the first one, the first time I photographed that snake, the the snake was full of substrate, so it it wasn't the the very the, the best subject to to photograph. <laughs> Uh, and I came home and I was like, nah, man, I I'm have I have to come back to your place and I have to photograph that snake again because, yeah, I'm not a big fan of morphs, as I already, already said, but I was like, nah, I have to photograph this snake because the, the colors, the scales are... Very, very good. I'm spamming pictures on the <laughs> the group chat. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but I'm just sending some of my fave shots, as you can, as you the can granite. see. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> amazing stuff, man. <laughs> just amazing. I mean, what's so so like if somebody if some so I'll use myself as an example, right? I mean, I can take a good picture somewhat passable you know um, I, I love you know what snake I, you're I looking your at yeah. level is also very good yeah but i can only do like you know what i can do and like i don't ever push myself out it like it's sort of like what you were saying like you know i'm used to the, the the black background you know i wanted something that people saw it would know that you know that's sort of my picture yeah you know, and blah, usually blah, blah, i see of... our pictures on the um... The forum and at your page, and I don't even need to look the um, to the page because you have the that register, that standard um, style of photography, you know, and right. that's that's also a very good thing, you know. But as a constant uh, work, I don't know if I should say like this, but I, I want my work to be in constant constant metamorphosis, you know. I want to yeah. to have that's. Uh, uh, certain style, but I I want to be innovating always, always, always. I have some ideas which I don't. I rather don't want to talk about it uh, right now because I don't know if they are going to be uh, sure. good ideas or not. But I I want to try some some new stuff which I don't think it has very has been ever experimented on photography and reptiles before, which I hope it's 
comes up really nice because I, I can only say it will also include fog. <laughs> so <laughs> just, just wait for it. Yeah, just wait okay. for it. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll it was an idea from a, a dog photographer, a good friend of mine as well. So she gave me some quite good tips about this style of photography. So I'm really, really anxious to to try it, especially with the the black viper, you know, because yeah, doesn't have any. Please God, more pictures of that. <laughs> yeah, I have, yeah, I have several pictures of of the, almost all all snakes, you know, because even if I post only one picture of a certain photo session, I do of that snake i usually take 30 to 40 to 50 or even more pictures of each individual <laughs> yeah that's yeah. the thing right people don't realize how many shots you have to take until oh, yeah, you yeah. actually get I mean, one yeah. <laughs> you know what is it i love i uploaded 120 pictures today so that i could upload uh, i think it was like 10 new animals <laughs> to the, to my website <laughs> right yeah yeah and yeah, no, there was like maybe three usable pictures per animal. So, so like, yeah. where where's the next step for you know, like, wh- how can I? How, what's the direction you would point me me in? Like, just for me, like to to sort of get better. Is it is it invest in a in a better camera or is it? That you know, will just depend. Learn? You, firstly, you need to to tell me who, who, what is your setup. What are you using to to photograph? If it is continuous lights, if it is flashes. Uh, no, I use continuous camera. lights. Okay. Um, I have a light tent. Uh, has okay. the black background. Has like uh, you know the the black glass on. The, well, it's not yeah. glass. It's yeah, like yeah. plastic glass on the bottom. Or acrylic. Um, it will work. Yeah, acrylic. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I, maybe I should get glass, you know. Um, but sometimes yeah. I like to make it to where the snake is kind of floating, where it doesn't like you can't exactly. tell. Exactly, I like, struggle you know? with that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I struggle right. with that a lot because I use glass, not acrylic. Right. It's... Um, and then I, I'm basically using the same thing, like three lights, two on the side, and I use one on the top. Sometimes I turn it off. Sometimes I turn it on. Um, just depends. Um, what about the, and, the settings? Uh, do you do you struggle when you're trying to to get things on sharp on focus and yes. sharp? Yes. Okay. So I, I think the the problem might be the um, as I said before the the potency of the the light source you are using because okay. there are some uh, some lights some continuous light for studio photography who are really really strong. Uh, okay. which, which are meant to be um, uh, uh, the, the, the extra help you need when it comes to that crisp light. You need to, to get the, the detail you want to, I think, you want to achieve on your pictures. What I would recommend is staying with the, the continuous lights, but trying to mm-hmm. invest a, on a flash, a off-camera off flash, you will, might use it on camera, but it's called a off-camera flash because uh, I think all cameras have this. At least the the, pros, the professional cameras don't have it anymore. The external flash, the mm-hmm. pop-up mm-hmm. flash, sorry, um, right. um, which I I think I never use it. <laughs> but <laughs> the the external flash uh, will will allow you to control the. The, the, the lights that is coming out from the the flash itself so you can you you can play with the the external light you have and the the flash so you can get the the crispiness i think you are looking for uh, okay 
but 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 yeah uh, uh, once again the photography it's all about not all about but most of photography will be all about good uh, lightning you know right. uh, once again you don't need a badass uh, setup a expensive setup it it, it helps you know it helps of sure. course but right. you don't need that to start improving the the photography you know i wanted to buy a a new camera, and I still haven't got it because uh, even I know that I'm not taking 100% full use of my my camera. I shoot with the 60 Mark II. It's a mm -hmm. reasonable, good camera, but I I'm completely sure I'm not taking full of advantages of my my camera because after seeing people using uh, lower models of the Canon cameras and taking which in my opinions are better pictures of mine I think uh, I still have a lot of work to do ahead of me gotcha but okay. yeah, if, uh, I, I think in your opinion, if you are using a uh, tent box, uh, a tent uh, photo, whatever you want to call it, I think a just uh, just keep it the, the same way you are doing it, of course, but try to, to add an uh, external flash and see if the results are more pleasing. If so, you can always try to... to add the second flash and the third flash, of course. I... Right. I, at the, at the, the beginning, I was using continuous light, and I, I love it. It's a great help, especially when you are photographing black on black on black. The black glass, the black background, and the black snake, you know? Right. It can yeah. be quite challenging to, to focus properly and to, to see where, where the animal is. So the exter uh, um, the the continuous lights obviously it's a great help when it comes to that, but as soon as you get used to the the flash flashes, it's it's always going to be better because uh, as me I'm a clumsy person I have very bad luck when it comes to having stuff on my hand and f letting it falling down, so. Uh, the first uh, uh, soft boxes I had with continuous light, I had invested a, a good, <laughs> good cash on several light bulbs, uh, and they all went broke. I, I ended up by breaking them uh, because they were keep falling onto the ground during the, the photo sessions, the, the trips. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, Jesus. So those are very good if you have your setup on your place or if you have your photography studio and if those are, are there and you don't, don't touch them that quite often. But if you are using okay. them as a portable setup system, yeah, it's, it might be a good idea to revise the, the decision and get some flashes because flashes are way more portable. You only need batteries. Uh, I think they are the AA batteries, at least for the cameras, for the Canons. Uh, and they are n not as big as the, the light bulbs. <laughs> you know, the, some of, the light, <laughs> some of right. the light bulbs can be really, really big, especially the, the good ones for photography and expensive. So, yeah, right. Have, yeah. Having a flat. Uh, don't get me wrong, both ways are perfectly correct, and you can get. Uh, awesome results with both ways but it's just a matter of personal taste you know uh, since, mm -hmm. since i i visit several collections and my 
my setup is always in constant uh, changing. Uh, for me, uh, having the, the flashes is way better because I don't have to act, have that extra bag with the the, the light bulbs, the, the cables, and etc. You know, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Well, that gives me something to shoot for, uh, for sure. You know, because yeah, I'm really, always trying to to up the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'm really yeah. really anxious to see if the these tips uh, worked out <laughs> on the on the future. I will wait yeah. for the, the, the next picture. <laughs> the next crop of pictures. Right. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, you have to you have to say yeah. good job or. Go back to the drawing board. No, do it again. Yeah. No, no, I'm always, I'm always here. As and I said before, the this community you you can notice by the Facebook that the people you have added for quite a long time, and I, I've added you for quite a long time now too. Mm-hmm. And I've been following your work as a carpet breather for a long time now, of course. So don't don't mind if you need uh, any questions about photography. Of course, I'm open to to all kinds of people, uh, especially when I I notice they really want to learn and they are asking the questions with no uh, with no problem. You know, so I, I always like to help. Uh, if if awesome. I if I when I started, I wanted to have the the help from. The, the 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 people I was asking help from, you mm-hmm. know, uh, right. so I I want to do the, the same, you know, if if, if someone has uh, serious doubts about something about photography or something something I know I can help, I always try to to help people because that's what I wanted to people do it uh, with myself, you know, and I think it has been working great because if you are a nice guy, the the community will will be nice to you. The, yeah, I, I mean, I my photography would be shit if it wasn't for Zach. You know what I mean? Like before Zach showed up, that, it was horrible. It was bad. Thank God, Zach. Showed it was up. bad, bad, bad. Zach, yeah. Zach Hare from CTH Photography. No, uh, Zach no, Baez. Zach Baez. Ah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Because I also like that. Uh, I, I don't think uh, I, I follow that Zach's work a lot, but this Zach Hare, I started to follow his work for a few years now, and he's also one of the guys I I really think he, he put, uh, puts up the, the game really high when it comes to photography, which I think it's also good, as you were saying about that, Zach, you know, having someone who takes good pictures and making you want to take good pictures, I think it's good, you know, because you're always improving yourself, which is yeah. also good, <laughs> of course. Right, yes. You always strive to be better. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's like, it's kind of like the, you know, to me, I, I don't know about how you guys think, but to me, you know, being, being a good photographer, even if it's just that you're good, mate, you don't have to be like, you know, you know, your level, you know, Carlos or, you know, but like, <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying like, it's kind of like the most important part if you want to sell reptiles, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. it's, it, yeah. it's the most important. It's harder if you're not good at it. Yeah. Besides it's, breeding the snakes, taking yeah. good pictures that can, can, yeah. yes, because, you know, it's funny. I, I, I was talking about Zach, but like when, you know, the first time that we hooked up, he came by my house and he couldn't believe 
how awesome my snakes were. And he's like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I was like, I don't know. I just snap it with the cell phone. He's like, throw that shit out the door, man. Like, what the hell yeah. are you? Yeah, so yeah. he made a deal. He's like, you know, I'm going to come and I'll, I'll, I'll take pictures. He's like, people have to know about these snakes, you know, and like what you got. And yeah. it's like, okay, well yeah. teach me then, you know, I will be the student, and, you know, um, yeah, and I you think know, his I, thing was always about light, 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 light. See, light, see, know? I'm not making the things up. I'm telling no. the truth. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, I'm not, the tell, key is I'm light. not hiding no. any secrets. The photography, it's all about lightning. Uh, of course, you have low light photography and etc. But this style of photography, where you want to capture the most detail possible, the the secret is is light, and of course the. The, the good picture is halfway to a good sale, you know. Uh, but I, I, I mm-hmm. think, and this is my opinion, I also like the pleasant surprise. You know, you buy an animal with a shitty picture, and you get the animal. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'd much rather have them exactly. be like, dude, the pictures do no justice to the animal, to them being like, what the hell? I thought it was like, oh, okay. It's just bad yeah, when no. it goes the opposite way. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it the other way. You know. Yeah, you think you're getting an amazing animal, and you open the box, and you're like, uh, all, hmm. apparently it was only like it had just shed and was in a light pit. Hmm. It's like, yeah, but clearly this must on, have man. been photoshopped, I guess. I, yeah, <laughs> I actually, um, I've been accused of photoshopping because like it shed, and then I stuck it in the light tent and took a picture of it. They're like, you photoshopped that. I'm like, no, I didn't. I just waited for when it was the best looking time. Like, shut up. I think it was Travis so. that posted up a picture. So he, he took three pictures of the same snake yeah. in three different ways. And the the, the difference I, between those. Among us, yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. I, it, well, it happens. You know? You know? So you could be thinking you're getting a stellar snake, and then it comes along, and it's like, nah. Yeah, I'd much rather than be like, dude, you suck at pictures. Yeah, yeah that's I That's the do. better way to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Awesome. All right. Well, we're almost, uh, I mean, we could talk photography for another two hours, I think, but uh, (laughs) we're almost running out of time. I don't think, I don't think we don't, I don't think we need a Carlos part one and part two. (laughs) I mean, I think we, we might have to get it. We can always just have him come back. Let me practice a bit in photography and then, you know, we'll come back on. Yeah. Come back when you can tell us you're proud of us. Or if you win, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, or if you win, then we got to talk to you anyway. So, yeah. So Owen will ask you his uh, closing questions, and uh, yeah, man, it's, this has been great. Yeah, yeah. I uh, had a great time. Uh, it was a great experience, and I really hope people who is listening uh, also enjoyed. Oh, they will. Yeah, yeah, I hope right. so. <laughs> so. I hope so. Carlos, um, if you could have any reptile in the world without having to be concerned about price or legality, what would it be, and why? Reptile in general or snake? I'm going to say reptile in general because we've had people like throw out tortoises. I think somebody even said triceratops once. So it's reptile in general. That, that one's hard. <laughs> that, yeah, that's, hard. that's the whole point. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the, the lace monitors. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Not because of their value, because I like the bell face, the, the ones that are white, okay. black and white. I always had a big crush on those reptiles, but of course I don't have the, the money to, to invest in such expensive species, nor the, the experience, I have to say. I don't have experience with when it comes to keeping varanids. 
the experience I had gained over the years was just from the um, dealing with animals during the photo shoots, which is almost okay. long, of, of course, especially when speaking about Varenids. But uh, it's funny you ask me that question because at a few, I think it was last week, I had this conversation with a, a friend from Sweden mm-hmm. who was telling me that uh, I was telling him that I keep what I like, not what people like, because as I said during this podcast, it's it's all about that feeling you have of knowing you have a good collection for you. Uh, and the, the guy uh, a, f- a few moments later told me, yeah, I've been thinking about what you said. And I think, yeah, I keep some of the snakes I keep because of others, you know, because it's cool, because it's yeah. status. And I, I I asked them about the, the Boeleni, the, the, the so-called holy grail of pythons, you know. And he told me, oh, of course, I would love to keep them. And I, I, I asked Imagine they would would be worth, let's just say, 100 euros. Would you still be interesting in them? And he said, oh, of right. course not. I would like to breed them and to, to well, to, to, to be a, 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 knowledge, a knowledgeable uh, breeder, you know. And, now, and for me, uh, let's just say Boileni, uh, even if they were worth 100 euros or if the, even if they become a very the common species, I think that... You still want yeah. it. Yeah. What's not like to like about a black and white velvet python, man? You know, they, they look awesome. It's too bad they are super pricey, and I really hope the more people can, can get to breed them because, once again, it's not about the, the price. It's because what you like, and for me, having a snake like that in my own collection, doesn't matter the price, would be really, really awesome. But yeah, that's what I constantly say. I mean, I, I, I can't wait for rough scale pythons to get to like a hundred dollars a piece so I can have all the ruppies <laughs> I ever wanted. Yeah, like, are you know, also pretty cool. I've been thinking about yeah. getting at least one uh, for my collection because everybody should have at least yeah. one. So <laughs> I had the chance to, to handle one and even their touch, it's quite different. And those eyes, man, damn. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, I don't want to talk about right. their teeth, but... <laughs> I, well, I mean, avoid those if yeah, you can. I costs. mean, you know. <laughs> all right. So um, now the other thing is uh, if you could go anywhere in the world and go herping, where would you want to go and what would you be hoping to find? And you know what? I'll alter it a little bit for you. Um, if you could go anywhere and photograph a certain animal or reptile, what would it be? Ah, that's hard. That's yeah. hard because one, I'm not much of a, a herper because I I didn't yeah. grow uh, with uh, that habit. And yep. uh, most of the times when I travel, I travel with some friends who are not in the community. So it's hard for me. This is, I'm going to say Morocco. I have been to Morocco, I think it was last, no, two years ago. Uh, yeah, I think it was two years ago. Whatever. <laughs> uh, and I wanted to go herping through the, the Sahara and finding some <laughs> some cool snakes, but my friends were afraid of snakes, and they, they told me, no way, Jose. So I, I couldn't do any herping in Morocco. You know, it would be awesome to find some wild snakes and getting to photograph them. But if I had to choose one, because I would like to to run the world uh, 
Asia, <laughs> Thailand, uh, Asia, <laughs> Thailand is the same. But I would love to visit Thailand because there are lots of uh, very cool species there. But if I had to choose one, I would have to say Indonesia, not because of the IJs, of course, but because of the diversity the the, the Icelands have. So I, I'm pretty sure if I had the chance to spend a month, a two months, three months, whatever, there, I'm pretty sure my portfolio of species, photographed species would be... You'd be good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I have a friend who's living in... Jakarta, I think it's how you spell it in okay. American. Jakarta? Ja <laughs> I don't know, okay. Jakarta. Uh, and uh, he usually sends me pictures of uh, chondros hanging up on the, the... He works on a surf camp, so he usually sends me pictures of, of snakes, uh, chondros, uh, perched on some <laughs> on some trees, sends me some pictures of iguanas, some venomous snakes as well. Actually, Damn it. Come on. on. <laughs> snake encyclopedia, you know, he takes pictures and asks me <laughs> if it's harmless or not. And most of the times I I say, man, you don't even imagine the luck you you have for finding such cool animals in their wild habitats, you know. It's right. pretty cool. So if I had to choose one, maybe Indonesia. Of course, I would love to photograph the wild IJs. <laughs> of course. But yeah. Indonesia is full of wicked reptiles. We all know that, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, is a, that is a good spot for sure, you know? Yeah. I think yeah, that, uh, it's second cool. next to Australia, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I come didn't on. say Australia because I, I wouldn't be able Everybody to find does. any pit vipers or uh, because of. But you'd be able to see a bunch of elapids. Yeah, I yeah. Mean... Australia has some really nice uh, elapids, but but uh, in my opinion, uh, it, yeah. it's just a, a matter of personal taste. You know, the um, red-bellied black, the pseudac is yeah. okay. That's for me, it's the ultimate elapid. You know, red and black. Come on, but, oh, yes. but besides <laughs> getting a shot with the red coming up and the oh man. Yeah. <laughs> the albino ones, they're white with the red, which is even cooler. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I think I think besides the the red bellies, the um, yeah, don't get me wrong, Australia has some really really nice species. But when it comes to elapids, uh, I think cobras are more photogenic, are they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it's just um, once again a matter of personal taste. You know, I think uh, taipans and brown snakes, the, yeah, they are cool, but not the best snake to be photographed. You know, so uh, when it comes to reptile diversity, yeah, of course, Australia would be a awesome place to herp and to find. Yeah, but I think you can do a lot with Indo yeah, exactly. too. I yeah, mean, that's you know, what I yeah. want to trying to say, yeah, I think Indonesia would be at least for me uh, a way better place to photograph and to herp. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Um, I guess that's all we got. Did you, did you have any kind of uh, website, anything you wanted to toss out there uh, for anybody? Uh, sorry? A, a website or uh, a business that you want to toss out there? Where can people find you to kind of get in talk, contact yeah, with you I about? Mentioned it. 
wrestling an IJ away <laughs> from you or talking camera like that. Yeah, yeah. We'll toss yeah that I have there. my personal Facebook, the um, Carlos Oliveira. You can always add me there and have a, a chat. But if you really, really want to see snake pictures, skip that and go to my Instagram page or <laughs> Facebook page. The name is the same on both pages, which is Endless Serpents altogether. And yeah, give me give me a message or send me a message uh, or leave a comment, whatever. Awesome. Cool. Okay, uh, if you want, if else you want, want any to... IJs, you have to really struggle for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not that easy. <laughs> you have to go through several trials. Exactly. Um, you know, and I'm going to make several it's... questions, tricky questions. Yeah, you have to answer the riddles. Exactly. Like if, you get, <laughs> if you get two of those five questions wrong, no sale. You, no, you'll never get one. They'll never sell uh, you. It's no like, IJs for you. Blacklist. Yep, no. Nope. Blacklist. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. Each one is more fiendishly complicated than the last. Exactly. Yeah. It. It's like Eric. You're like, I know. Don't worry. <laughs> I've seen this before. You must answer the questions before we go any further. You know? yeah. Well, I, I, we are joking about awesome. it, but I think we all do that. We all make those kind of, unless you know which person you are selling the snake, of course. But if it's a new, a new customer, I think we all make those kind of questions to see where the the level of keeping of that pe- uh, person is. Sure. So. Yeah, you can't walk up to me and be like, "What's this? I want to buy it," and then expect me to exactly. be like, "Okay." <laughs> like, no. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like when they walked up to Owen and said, what kind of ball python morph is this? He the hell away from me. <laughs> I can't, Eric. I can't. Breathe on my, don't even breathe on my snakes. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, another thing. People right. think that having snakes means having to breed them, which is not true. No. There are lots of people out there who are very serious keepers, who I respect yep. a lot, and they don't even breed and and yet I respect them even more than some breeders I know, you know, because it sure. all it all comes up to what kind of species you keep, how you keep them, and how long you keep them alive, you know. Because with this, um, and once again, I don't want to be talking bad about anyone because I always have the this feeling people might um, understand me the wrong way, you know. But YouTube has been helping a lot of people when it comes mm-hmm. to learning about snakes in general. But at the same time, at the same time, I think um, some YouTubers uh, lack the the proper housing and etc. And that is easily noticed by some people who make a video today of this my new snake. And after three to four months, they will never mention that snake again. Yet, yet yeah. they try to give tips and proper the proper housing and keeping snakes tips when they are the, the the first ones who can keep the the animal alive. You know, and I think right. that's that's the bad thing. Many people are following examples from the YouTubers. Which, uh, once again, it's not bad if the the guy knows what he's doing, you know. Right. So f- for me, for yeah. me, it's all about you. you I, and I'm speaking in general. But a guy can breed thousands and thousands of snake of snakes each year. 
if I don't like the, the, the way he is keeping the snakes or if I, if I feel the guy doesn't know how to care for his animals, I'm not going to respect him when it comes to reptile breeding or having, um, or having that name, you know, that being knowledgeable sure. for doing something right. uh, good for the community, for the hobby, you know. That's why I think the, the private keepers and the, the good breeders who also give custom, <laughs> customer support, <laughs> customer support <laughs> to the customers are, are uh, yeah, I applaud to them because I think that's the, the people we need more in the hobby, you know, people who don't really care about the sale, but the, the animals. Because it's it's right. living beings, you know. We have been talking about towers straight now, but we are talking about living animals, you know. It's not yeah. objects. So I think a bit of delicacy, with, it's always needed when dealing with this. Animal. Yeah, we're not selling sunglasses. Like, exactly, uh, exactly. The yeah. Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, Facebook might have exactly. you believe of the NPR. Yeah. But, uh... yeah, that one time, yeah, that happened. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. I remember <laughs> Somebody left the door open and that happened. So. Yes, I remember that. Uh, all right. All right, Carlos. Uh, it's been great. Yeah, it's um, been a blast. Thank you, man, for the for the opportunity. It's yes. been great. Yeah, thanks for uh, coming back on right. even after we had to cancel. Uh, so. <laughs> so, uh, at some point, I was like, oh, maybe I'm not that inter interesting after all. Hey, they found another person, so... <laughs> We found somebody else that does eye yeah, and yeah, pictures, you know, so, you know, yeah. God, no. Jack sucks. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, would, <laughs> I would not, uh, I would not. Uh, nah, just, I'm that. just kidding. When you told me about the, the storm, I was really worried because I know how serious the storms can be in the U.S. Yeah. Well, it also doesn't help that he works in, like, a supermarket, so every time there is a storm, people lose their damn minds. I mean... I mean, it's almost as bad as when, like, hey, there's a snowstorm coming, and Eric's been trampled. It's like, all right, well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, like, I the same thing in Portugal since the, um, the lockdown. All the supermarkets and et cetera have been. Oh, that's even, I mean, like, I, I'm pretty sure there have been days where Eric just wants to wander into the ocean with rocks <laughs> in his pocket. But I keep, I keep pulling him yeah. back and telling him that we're not done yeah. yet. <laughs> so, yeah. another 10 years from you. Yeah, no, we're not. No, your contract is not yet fulfilled. So awesome. All right, Carlos, you have a uh, you have a good night, and uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. We'll talk to you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for everything, man. Keep up yes. the good work uh -huh. and cheers. All right. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Carlos. All right, man. All right. Okay, on. Let's uh, close this out, and uh, yeah. Um, good, because then I can I can keep trying to figure out how many entries there are to this stinking calendar uh, contest. Oh enough. my god! <laughs> Finally, <laughs> Owen has so many. Um, yeah, well, another thing I and I think yeah. you, you guys can improve this next year um, yeah. when it comes to the calendar because I noticed that many people uh, submitted pictures who are definitely not suitable for calendars. <laughs> yeah. yeah but that's again we have there first off if, if it's not suitable for the calendar it doesn't get past this uh, phase of me saving it for well, consideration because so 
you because know the the pictures should be horizontal i think right. and most people are using cell phone pictures vertical pictures the animals and the pictures are good you know but most of the times when i'm doing this kind of contests for cover photos or calendars whatever i always i always yeah. try to, to choose pictures will will look good on the the final um, yeah, and what kills me is there's. I just passed a gorgeous picture of a Malukan, but the picture is of this guy holding it yeah. out on his arm extended, and it's like, are you kidding me? Like that is one of the most gorgeous scrubs I have ever seen. But uh, <laughs> like, you didn't even like stick it in a tree. I mean, like, I can't do anything with that. Yeah, I so. think people should start to pay more attention to that because. It, it's not what's uh, if you participate with ten, ten picture that matters. It it matters if you use that good picture for the for the calendar. You know because right. when I'm submitting my pictures, I'm like, okay, this might be a good one. This will look good on the the calendar. You know, not just because right. I have this picture and I want to participate. You know that I I think that's what lacks lacks to to some people because I've seen some good entries, but at the same time I, I even commented that to some friends. I would be really really sad to see not because this is a contest. Uh, it's be really because uh, the final product wouldn't be as good as some of the other pictures I was I was seeing. You know. Yeah. So I think if you add a rule of no hand pictures, no inside maybe inside cage pictures might be good because if you have a good setup the the picture will look good you know but vertical pictures i think it's the most important for you guys so you can work the the final products even better of course the problem i like the problem is when we when we do indoor when we say oh cages are allowed it's going to be tub shot after tub yes. shot after tub yeah. shot so it's like you got to almost draw the rules to be like because we had to do the rule of you can't take a picture of it in the cage because we had to disqualify like several yeah. the one year because it was just like, oh, my God, everything was on newspaper. So, yeah. Yeah, it's just a, a positive uh, tip. You know, I'm not trying. Yeah, I yeah, got you. Like, because <laughs> because I, I I think it would be it would be better for the for the next edition, you know, even for you who have to make the selection, <laughs> go through everything, yeah, yeah. Yes, you know. And I think even even if you have less submissions, uh, once again we are talking about quality, not quantity. So mm -hmm. I, I think if if you have to choose between one hundred shitty pictures, let's just say, or fifty. Or 50 uh, <laughs> shitty pictures, it's better to choose between the people. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but you all know what I'm trying to say. And, and yeah, if you. people are listening, next time try to um, to submit your best picture, not the, the picture, the most recent picture you have on your cell phone, just because you want to, to enter the contest. You know, I think that's that's really important because Man, it's it's a calendar of Morelia, so make it make it difficult. Make <laughs> yeah, make me want make me want and not exclude your your photo. Exactly, like, exactly. Make it hard. Don't make me be like, yeah, no, sorry, bye. Or, like or you know, even if the the the, um, the section, let's just say, is IJ. Don't post yeah. IJ, not morphs, but cross morphs, you know, uh, or, or even the, the oh, they automatically get the boot. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm, I'm dying right now because 
it, it's like everybody is submitting like uh, it's an exanic zebra, and they submitted it under coastal. Exactly. And I'm like, mm. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's those kinds of submission that I think it's it's not. But it's a good looking animal, but it's yeah, not. But I I, would... I, it's going to lose to a pure coastal every exactly. time. Exactly. Even even yeah. if the the coastal is super dull or with full of tipping, you know, it's uh, at least it's what the you guys were asking to, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Once again, I think it's it would be better for the people who enter the contest and also for you guys who have to make the the selection. You know, I I've seen very very good submissions once again, but yeah, some of them I was like, what the fuck is this, man? Tip- <laughs> I, don't, I don't know I, I don't know how people let's just say I would submit a picture of a of my cell phone and I would win I would feel bad to see my picture of a cell phone on a calendar you know it's it just yeah. not correct but maybe it's just me who, who is a, who I am a bit of perfectionist when it comes to photography mm-hmm. but but yeah I, I like what you, you you guys do with the the Morelia in general and the the community. So having a calendar with bad pictures, even the especially the ones where I I make part of, I, I would get really really pissed to see bad pictures there. You know because mm-hmm. it, it's not only my pictures there; it's several pictures, yeah. and I'm not the the first Portuguese who has been there on that calendar. So. It's it's a good honor, you know. We are a small country. We we are not th- that many in comparison to the um, to the U.S. when it comes to reptile keepers. So for me, it's a it's a big deal to to be part of something like this. You know, it's it's good. Sure. So yeah. every every tip or every help I can I can give, I think it's always good. You know. Yeah, we so appreciate it. People for sure. who are listening to this, stop posting cell phone pictures. <laughs> <laughs> And with that, it was the, it was the final, it was the yeah. final thing from, uh, from Carlos. <laughs> uh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, maybe Perfect. next year will be better. Let's hope so. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. There's got to be something go. good that comes out of 2020. I mean, come on. <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, this year has yeah. been terrible in <laughs> several shit, ways. Yeah. Shit, it's just shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. I didn't want to say like that, but yeah, it's been <laughs> it's been worse. Been no, worse. Let's just do it. Yeah, uh, right on. All right, man. All right, thanks again, Carlos. Thanks, thanks once so. again to you both. It it has been a pleasure. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Likewise. Uh, all right. So, what's going on for next time? I don't know who's next. Um, who knows? <laughs> so, I can't um, keep track Scott, of them anymore. All these podcasts are Scott, doing. Scott, Scott submitted for the boa yeah. uh, uh, a red tail that he caught in Sydney, Australia. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it's a wild caught <laughs> boa constricted from Sydney, Australia. I'm like, okay, oh, that's going in. That's, in. that's in final contention that be, just because it's might, hilarious. That might win just by default. <laughs> But I think it was a bet, so it's a valid somebody, somebody that got loose. It had yeah, to be. it's a valid so. submission, in my opinion. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and it, and it tells a story, so <laughs> I'll totally call that. But all right, so uh, we'll figure out what we're doing for next time. But Eric, if you want to 
close out or do yeah. whatever from All there. Right. Uh, for us, uh, MoreliaPythonRadio.net is the website. Uh, info at MoreliaPythonRadio.com is the email. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can download the podcast on whatever app you choose. Um, and, uh, yeah, so the student of the serpent should be coming out. Uh, we're just waiting for, you got what, two episodes of, uh, Colubri corner down. Yep, we're, uh, we're, we're waiting on the logo. Yes. <laughs> and then it will be released. Um, yeah, and then we can put that out. So. We also have, uh, two other podcasts in the works. Um, and, uh, yeah, it should be, should be called, uh, the, the next podcast will be, uh, grinding my gears where I just yell at the reptile <laughs> community for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that would be great. Uh, yeah. No, that that's not week. actually. Gonna happen. I have no stop. <laughs> no, that is not actually going to happen. Uh, I apologize. Please don't take that football <laughs> and run with it. <laughs> and then uh, I have to stop that immediately. <laughs> um, the uh, the calendar contest should be uh, depending on you know it's usually what a couple of weeks and then probably a couple of weeks after we that. Two hundred submissions for the calendar competition, so it might kick off. Yeah, and then uh, I have to hit up Rob, um, and he'll have to, uh, you know, be a part of uh, the judging and um, come on the show. Yeah. And then we'll pick the winners, and then it'll be ready uh, to go. I'm just trying to figure out how we're going. I'm probably from the website. I've been working with some things, and that's probably where we're going to sell it. And uh, hopefully by the end of September, we should have it ready for sale, which gives me plenty of time. We're going to get it done by the end of September. We're going to get it done by the end of September with the idea that we can get it ready to bring to Tinley Park. And there's no Tinley Park. We've done all this work, and they canceled it. That's right. That's all right. It gave us, uh, we'll be right in, we'll know exactly the sweet spot, Owen, to where we have to do it every year. So people get them before January, you know, <laughs> you know, that's the key. Figure that out. I mean, you know, let's. So, but, uh, but yeah, it should be, it should be fine. Now we have, uh, I know uh, the person that we used last year, I think did a good job. So we're going to use them again. Um, <clears throat> so there you go. So stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, as far as me, EB Morelia, you can follow me under that. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got. All right. Uh, for me, you can go to rogue-reptiles.com. You can also uh, go over to rogue reptiles on facebook.com and rogue underscore reptiles on Instagram. Uh, I just posted up a bunch of new babies, caramels. Uh, there's some bread live. There's also some jungles. Um, and there's a very limited number of olive pythons. Ooh. Ooh, awesome. I, I mean, so it's one of those things where if you've been bugging me about olives, I have just now opened the floodgates. It is now first come first serve. Whoever contacts me gets an olive. Whoever waits doesn't. So that's how this is going to work. Um, like I said, there's a very limited number. I think there's like five. So move, move quickly. Don't call me in the middle of the night. It'll just make it worse. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Um, what we'll say is thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch everybody back here next week for some more Morelia Python radio. Good night. This one's for you, Nipper. Let's go.
I would go out 